Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Migs cast. My name's Steve Miggs. I'm here with the Reverend Enfuego. Yeah! And Glenn Cannon. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Before I forget, this Saturday is the big day. Virtual sports. We have oh, our big party. Oh, yeah! I was like, what, what's going on Saturday? <laughs> Saturday at 3, virtual sports in Tukwila. Yes. Free laser tag. If our Facebook <laughs> invite RSVP thing is... Uh, Accurate, everybody's going to get to play laser tag for free. Because I think we have like 20 people that said for sure they're coming. And I think it holds up to 40 for free to play during that window. Nice. But even if you don't play laser tag, there's going to be free dodgeball and free virtual reality gaming. It all starts at 3. We're going to be there until at least 5. And then who knows what happens after that. But please come down this Saturday the 25th at Virtual Sports in Tukwila. I'll be mixing an auction. Ah. Yeah. One dollar. Glenn allowed to be at the virtual sports. Yes. I'm not stoked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have people that I know that are auctioneers. That is a very lucrative business. They seem to do well. They always yes. have nice clothing, and most people treat them with, like, you know, just, just a little bit of respect. Buckets of respect. And, <laughs> you know, it's interesting to me. It's like, so you get up and you talk fast and sell stuff for these rich folk. I mean, because I we were this is our busy season at work, so I'm mixing a lot of auctions. So I'm sitting there like, who is it that comes with this and has ten grand to spare for you know? The only auctions I ever remember are the old uh, uh, the auto auctions that my grandpa would uh, take me to, and it would be him buying like eight cars for fifty bucks, yeah, yep. and then putting them together, like you know, making sure they quote unquote ran exactly, uh, and then reselling <laughs> them for like five hundred to people he knew. Man, maybe that's what I should start doing for a living, man. You know, like dude, it, it, I mean, I know my, my job is like this giant. Oh. Hey! oh, I have been away. Tell us how you really feel, Glenn. <laughs> it, uh, I was going to say my job's like a giant fudge factor, effing uh, <laughs> Nosferatu that just like sucks the energy and and, and life force and out succubus. of. I work for wonderful people, but it's odd hours and no schedule and yeah. weird. Yeah, when you get weird sleep yeah, going on, man. that's tough. They're man. great people, but it's like the 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 toll it takes on my ability to just sort of function. It's not fun yeah. being tired all the time. We just talked about that this morning on BJM Migs that I don't necessarily agree with this, and I'd sure as hell like to find out to see if it's true, but they're saying a good night's sleep is equivalent. It does the same stuff to your brain and just your overall makeup as winning $250,000 in the lottery. Oh, man. I'd like to win $250,000 and yeah. find out, yeah. yeah right. I'm not getting the sleep, so I might as well try the money. Yeah, right. <laughs> <You> know, man. <laughs> but, man, like, there's auctioneer classes. Like, I mean, hell, even Mike Hawk uh, from the men's room, um, he is an auctioneer on the side. Oh, gosh, I didn't even know that. That's, that's why sometimes he shows up to work wearing a shirt, a suit and tie. See, I've seen that, and he said it was for his job, but he never actually... I, I never assumed like, it was a court date or yeah, something. Yeah, I thought it was like, oh, oh, you're yeah. like, yeah, you just got your work in retail, maybe you're working at the Genius Bar or something like that. No, I think he was born into it, man. I think his family is from a family of auctioneers, and I have a mutual friend that I play hockey with that does that, and he says once you get like locked in, 
like either with a good agent or the reputation is so good, you're getting flown. Like he sometimes would be like, I'm going to Philadelphia. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm auctioneering. Dude, he does like six or seven a year, I think, and he makes enough to just be good. Like, wow. like if you do like these high profile ones, because the auctioneer can bring a lot of money to a charity, and so I think based on how much money you, and I'm just speculating, the charity does well. The they cha- hire you, you back, get a, and yeah. you get a percentage of how much they they pull in that night, maybe. That's Gosh, what I'm guessing. Yeah, if you're good at peer pressuring people into spending way more money than they've got, or you know, more money than they maybe want to do, yeah, uh, that can be a draw. Gosh, I never even thought of it that way. See, like as part of the audio staff, which makes the entire event function. Without us, the event doesn't function. It's it's more of a unique thing of watching plates of hot, delicious food pass you by as you've had no dinner <laughs> because you've been on site. And then it's interesting. Some of those they they'll plate every seat, even if a table's not full. And so I sit at my mixed position and I look at like filet mignon going cold. No. Oh yeah, sure. And you can't just like <laughs> no swoop in. Uh, I guess that would be a no no. I'm the help. <laughs> you know? no, so you get some of the other help. Yeah, you get some of the other help to yeah. slide you a dish. Dude, like, you, you don't exist unless something goes Wee! and then everyone in the room looks at you like, oh, that guy's terrible. <laughs> 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 this whole thing is standing on my shoulders, and you guys won't even bring me a glass of water. But you know, cool. Thanks. You should create feedback, and when everyone turns, you run, grab a filet mignon. Put in your pocket. Oh, it's super tempting, man. (laughs) Super tempting, man. I'd love to pocket a steak. Yeah. See me over there digging bits of lint and like a penny off of it, you know? A nice green 1953 penny. You You need to get like a bad Santa type of a deal. Get like a little person and like he's like you're like a little to-go guy. Well, obviously he's a little to-go guy. So while you're doing your thing. I see what you did there. He walks over and just reaches up, grabs that steak and then brings it over to you. And then if it screeches and you're sitting there eating your uh, your steak, you can take a bad sandwich. Like, I'm on my effing lunch break. Oh, I, I, I had that there. The thing I was mixing, uh, was it Saturday night? I literally had that happen. My boss was was awesome. I mean, I, like I said, I work for amazingly cool people, but he went and scored me a slice of cake. Good on you, boss. <laughs> yeah, so he throws this cake down, but there's no fork. And I'm like, I have a window of 36 seconds to eat this before I have to queue up the next video and do this thing. And do. And so I'm kind of eating it with my fingers. He spots that. He's like, bro. So he disappears again. He comes back. He hands me a fork. Thank you, brother. So like I said, man, Dave, I love you. Shaving seconds off your time, man. Right when I grab this <laughs> fork full of cake and I'm trying to just inhale oh, no. a little bit of nourishment, the guy's like, DJ, fire it up. Item seven. And I'm holding fork, eating cake. And I look up and he's Toss. like, on the mic, he's like, oh, he's eating cake. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. Oh. You know, you could, like, the bus was six <laughs> blocks away and I was tied up like the damsel. I was in a little white dress tied up Slow on the ground roll. in front of the bus. Oh, totally, dude. You know, Moose and Squirrel did not come bail me out at all. It would have been great if you threw the cake at him. F you, man. Dude, you know, I was on it like lightning. I think he was still finishing the word cake when. And the, the thing on. queued up. But. And then your boss is like, why is there icing on the play button? Oh, no. Dave laughed. He just laughed. He was like, sorry, bro. I'm like, dude, th- you know, thanks for the food, brother. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks for this setup. It all oh, went man. It went beautifully, though. It's that's honestly. That's a funny visual. Yeah, dude, that's, that's what happened. We got like happened. a fork full of cake. And then like, oh, icing he's on eating his cake. cake. I'm like, <laughs> man. <laughs> thanks, dick. <laughs> I just wanted to enjoy this cake. You know. All I wanted, give yeah. me one of those filet mignons. You know, the, the, that was the Saturday. Oh, like, so I went. Um, what did I do Friday night? Did I Red Hot Chili Peppers, bro? That's where we got to talk about that. So I got home around one in the morning. Then I got up at about four, and I took my parents to the airport, dropped them off, came back home. Damn. I think I went back to sleep around six. 
got up around 8.30 and went to work. I was originally scheduled at 3, then it became 1, then that became noon, then that became can you be at such and such at 11, which equals 10. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, so I ended up working a double shift that day. I got oh, off at about 10.30. And just staggered down to the second coming show, you know, like I walked oh, in. Oh, man. You know, I think people were like, wow, Glenn must have passed away because his ghost is, is <laughs> here, in, in, you know, at the show. You were poor Townsend, you're here, but you're oh, not yeah, all there. Oh, man, just totally, yeah, just totally <laughs> floating through the crowd, like that infamous Spike Lee shot where the character's moving, but obviously his legs aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. me the, the right second thing coming yes. show, <laughs> How was the show? Uh, they were killer. It yeah. was packed. I mean, the whole city was there. I think it took me an hour just to get in the front door. Um, it's like a high school reunion. So many people were out there. We're all chatting, saying hi. And then um, my buddy Parker from Queensryche grabbed me, and he's got a space down there. And was just like, dude. So he took me to a kind of a quiet zone. We sipped on a drink, chatted. That was excellent. That's and always nice. Then I went back into the crowd and went upstairs, and they were just so slammed that the line for drinks, I think I was in line for 45 minutes or more to get went a back drink. to Parker's room, got another free drink. <laughs> oh, I should have, man. But, you know, it was, it was interesting. All these people were hugging me and saying hi. And it was actually a really cool moment. And just saying hi to all these people. And it's just great to see everyone. And then I feel this tug on my shoulder. And the lady behind the guy who was behind me is this little blonde woman I'd never met. And she was like, I, I don't know who you are, but you must be the nicest person in the entire world. And I was like, well, why? And why? then you looked at it and go, go F yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly. on my lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> F you. I'm on my effing break. <laughs> but I was like, uh, you know, why would you say that? And she's like, well, I've been watching you. I've been stuck here behind you for 45 minutes. Oh, oh, okay. And <laughs> everyone seems so genuinely happy to see you. Everyone's coming up to you saying hi, hugging you. And she's like, I, I don't know who you are. But That's cool. Everyone just seems so happy to see you. And, and so you must just be like the nicest person in the world and it was genuine she was being mm-hmm, complete mm-hmm. and i didn't say oh well, i'm in a band or oh i do this, this podcast and, <laughs> yeah you know exactly i'm david lee roth you yeah. did not know that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i just, <laughs> just kind of put my hand on my chest and i was like well thank you thank you very much that's a you nice, know? That's it was a, really like a like a whoa that was cool moment dude i've been at uh, I, I think about the time where were we at you and i were both at studio oh the new original show duh we played it at studio seven <laughs> and i saw that like i mean it's it's it's, it's a genuine it's nice it, man. It, yeah. as an outsider seeing that like i thought that i'm like oh, glenn is just there there's an aura about you which was i mean hey a huge reason why I mostly was, pity people pity me so they want to come on <laughs> that glenn are you okay <laughs> yeah. we all feel bad how's for it glenn. going man hey glenn you want some cake have you slept <laughs> <laughs> but it's true dude you have like an aura of just you're a great guy you make people feel good when and, and i know it's not like you're you're being anything other than you uh, but you make people feel good to be around you, and no, that's, that's that's thanks, a, man. That's 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 a, that's a rarity in a human being. Thanks. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I think what she saw is what all of us see. Oh well, th- dude, yeah. that's I was sharing a story and got a compliment out. And that's of it. the last that's time I'm going to say something nice about Glenn. No, today. that's Done. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, you it. Know. that's it. Now let's talk about the chili peppers. Yeah, otherwise crucify me, man. Now f Glenn because he got to be side stage for the Red what? Hot Chili Peppers. Well, show. that that man, that was so you know. Um, poured myself into organizing the, the music side of Live Day and, and helping out with all the changeovers and all that business. And then Kyle Court from Superfecta, the first year we did it, um, him and a guy named Lance McKay that's really talented that has that Doors tribute, um, they handled all the bumper music, which you wouldn't believe how much goes into that. Well, And bumper music, for those that don't know, that's the music that we would play going into songs and commercials or coming out of songs and commercials when you hear us and there's like a music bed under us. Yeah, and even all the commercial beds, all of the, here's the game show, all this stuff. Um, Well, this year, because Kyle, you know, obviously had gotten his feet wet, so had Lance last year doing that. 
um, Kyle just took it in hand, and and it was great because he unloaded that responsibility for me nice. and did an uh, amazing job. You know, him and Lance worked it out on the on the back end and just killed it. So. As a thank you for that, Ryan uh, had been Ryan Castle had been wanting to basically treat Kyle and I to, to dinner and like a concert for some time. He tried it in December. It didn't yeah, work we were out. supposed to all go to. We went and ate steak one day, and it was supposed to be with you guys, yeah. and then you guys couldn't do it, so <laughs> we still went and had steak. Well, steak. I bailed. Yeah. That was that was that that dark window of December fifth and sixth where yeah. my buddy passed away, and the next day my wife lost her job. Yeah, yeah and so I remember calling you guys, being like, "Look, I, I, I'm not going to be super fun to be around right now, so I'm just going to." stay home and cry into my pillow and right. you know uh which you know it's even that thing with tawny it all worked out she scored the job of a lifetime as a result of that uh losing that that job that was honestly grinding her into ash so you know there's so sometimes awesome. there's a ray of sunshine mm-hmm. but so yeah this was the makeup date and um kyle and i went and met uh Ryan and Miles down at oh, Miller's Guild. Miller's Guild. My buddy's restaurant who oh, owns it. good God. Isn't that's it, insane. It's the best steak. Best it was food. crazy. I, I'm not mm. saying it just because like, he's a fellow goalie. We play hockey together. And it blew my mind because I've known him forever. And I knew he had restaurants, but I'd never gotten around to going to him. He's always like, come on, check it out. I'm like, I will eventually. And then I was mentioning it to Dave Hair Club and Ryan. And they're both like, whoa, 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 you know that guy? He, that that, that yeah. place is our joint. And then we all went down there and he hooked it up without even, like, we never even picked anything off the menu. Like, he my buddy Jason, Jason uh, Wilson, and, and he's an unbelievable cook. Wow. He owns the place. He owns a couple other places and is a cook for other places. But he's just such a, a chill, salt of the earth guy. Like, you'd expect. Miller's Guild is like really yeah, high it's, end. It's and really like you'd expect like some French man to come out in a beret. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's, it, I had been like, in there, dude. You know, circling back to me being the help, I had been in there many times before because uh, Dave O'Neill and I, my boss Dave and I, had flown projectors up into that high ceiling, and yeah. that ceiling's high, so they could project the Super Bowl on the walls in there. Oh, oh cool! Wow. And so I'm eating dinner, and I'm texting Dave like, "Dude, you know, I'm in Miller's Guild, and I just keep thinking about you and I, twenty feet in the air, pressed against the ceiling, pouring sweat. <laughs> you know, flying those projectors. It's so weird to be seated at a table and being treated, you know, with." You know, people are being very polite and, and not, can you move that damn ladder, you know? And, right. you know, so I was texting Dave throughout That's the meal, funny. like, bro, it's so weird being down here. And, um, wonderful meal. Um, bless Ryan's heart. He had started pre funking, I think. So, it, oh, he does. Oh, man. I took a photo of him at dinner and put <laughs> it on, that. and it just said dinner with the devil. And I he think, looked he, like oh, the devil. my God, you know? So, uh, we had a lovely meal, just mind blowing meal, and then piled out of there. Ryan was trying to get an Uber. Miles was impatient, hailed a cab. Even as we were in the cab, Ryan was still curbside, like, now Uber's coming. And then we get in the cab driver's like, why you call Uber? And he's oh like, berating Castle, which Miles, of course, dove on that opportunity and just began to assault the bearded one. <laughs> and so the, even the cab ride was- a drama t- with the Uber and the taxi. Oh, dude. We were having a riot, just the cab ride over to the Peppers. Um Got out, uh, made our way down to get tickets, and it was rad. Three or four people, oh, window pane! You nice. Know? People coming up, grabbing me, lifting their cool. lifting their hoodies up to show me they've got their t-shirt on underneath, and I'm like, oh, nice. man, well, this I is they're going to show you their boobies. Yeah, right? So then Bro, we, we, check we, uh, out my boobs! Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> can I see your girlfriend or wife's? No! And, uh, okay. Look at mine! Nice piercing, bro. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Big nipple Steve <laughs> right here! <laughs> hey, sand dollar. Come here, let me give you a hug. But uh, we we then made our way in and wanted to try and go into a bar. We went into a bar called Sinfire, uh, and it was between oh, yeah. between changeovers, and we're trying to, of course, the alcohol is just ridiculously expensive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, dude, we've been well cared for. I'll buy around. And 
we stood in line for, uh, I was 17 when I got in line. I'm now 74 years old. Um, it was ridiculous. And then finally, Kyle and I got shoulder to shoulder at the front of the bar. And I don't know if I had a booger or if someone had drawn a swastika on my forehead, but this or huge, the, the, the bartender, I mean, looked, I had my debit card in between my fingers. Like I, he would look right oh. past me by a half an inch. Okay. You, what do you need? What do you need? And this went on to the point where I finally went, Really? Real loud, and he finally made eye contact, and I looked at him like, bro. I've been standing here for And ages. he still, there were girls behind us that oh. I had been chatting up and stuff, and they made their way to my right shoulder, and he served them first. I mean, just- John Taffer would be very upset with this man. So, dude, finally, <laughs> finally, the, the entire bar is pretty much clear. Ryan keeps yelling from the background, I'm really thirsty! And I'm like, dude, I, I know, man, I'm getting, this guy's kind of hating on me, you know, and Kyle's like, I think it's me. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he made eye contact, he won't even look at me. Finally, like, the bar is pretty much- booger swastika. The yeah, bar is right? clear, you know, and finally he's like, hey, so Sorry, man. Busy night. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Right, I witnessed it all. And I'm like, so I want blah, blah, blah. And everything I ordered, we're out of that. We're out of that. And I'm like, well, we weren't out of it when you were busy serving everyone else. So anyway, I finally obtained this round. We go upstairs. A buddy named Miles, uh, or buddy of Miles is named Jay, bought us a round of beers. Thanks, Jay. Then we made our way down to the show. Um, Castle's like, it's like he's on a boat, but there's no boat. He's mm-hmm. kind of swaying in the yep. wind. But I realize he, he must have been really drunk because uh, I texted him a couple times. I'm like, hey, man, where are you guys going to be at? Because I was going to fly. <laughs> I was going to the show by myself. And I heard nothing. And I'm like, oh, Drunk Castle. Drunk Castle does not like Steve, I think. It's pretty much what I... But I realized Drunk Castle just does not communicate with anyone. Yeah, he just doesn't answer his phone. Uh, If you're not with him, you're not hearing from him. Well, it's funny. Normally when he's hammered, that's when he... He's like, I know who will rage. Glenn will rage. And so it'll be 10.30 on a Wednesday. Glenn, come to blank. Right. Now. Now. Dude, I'm in my underwear watching TV. Get dressed and get to the chopper. (laughs) (laughs) But Castle uh, hit up one of the cats from Pepper's Management. He took us right down to the side of stage area, which is where we watched the show from. And I pulled my phone out and shot several videos, and I, I felt bad until I noticed everyone around me was doing the same, because yeah. that light show... It was unreal. It was like nothing... If you can imagine, like, I don't know, maybe a thousand plus oversized prayer candles. Oh, wow. And these were on cables that went up to these pulley systems, and so the entire ceiling of the arena, not just over the stage, the entire ceiling was like alive. Like all the way to the soundboard. That is it would, crazy. It would drop. I have videos on my phone, man. I'll show you. It creates like a wave of yeah, lights. Yeah, it would drop down in waves, and these things would drop so fast, you'd think, okay, it's going to crush all those audience members. It would stop like 10 feet above the audience member's head, and they would change colors. It was like the, the venue was alive. So the band was incredible, but the light show was like nothing I'd ever seen. Man, if you're yeah. on anything I took mushrooms than we, yeah, you before like, the yeah. show and it was unbelievable. I mean, I'm, oh, I, I am tripping my face off and no, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not. Uh, but it yeah, was unbelievable. Right? I was right behind the soundboard in the 100 level. Okay. So I had a straight direct line. Oh, we stood there at the front of house mix position for a while oh. waiting to be collected so we were probably there. Yeah, I got there. Like I wound up going to get some food because we interviewed uh, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers for the Megacast which will come out tomorrow. Nice. nice. And that was awesome. I'm pretty sure Chad was very stoned when we talked to him. And, Fantastic. In a good way. He was hilarious. Oh, great. A lot of non sequiturs. Uh, we barely Turns talked out about it was actually Will Ferrell. Chad was backstage. <laughs> Bro, Will was like, yeah, I'll do the interview. Amazing. It's so uncanny how much those two look alike. It's so uncanny. Like, it's really weird. But man, watching it from that perspective was so cool because they have a great, they had a great, like, big video projection screen behind them with, like, giant eyes and melting boxes and just all this crazy stuff wow. in addition to the lights. And then I saw other people post on Instagram pictures from the 300 level or video from the 300 level. 
whole different experience with those yeah. lights. Like yeah. it was like as if you were watching a sea of lights. The lights would come up. My my uh, my buddy Neil, photographer uh, Neil Lang. Um, you'd see the arrows come up the video screens like they'd have big arrows, right? Mm -hmm. But then that would transfer into those ceiling pods as they were like alive and liquid and moving like the ocean and they would come forward towards the audience. I mean, it was... It's I've unreal. never seen anything like that in any show I've ever, ever been to. And that's why I kept pulling my phone out. I'm like, man, I don't want to be that guy at the concert with the phone out. But this is incredible. Yeah. And Visual I'd pull proof. it out and yeah. I would hit the record button and I'd be like, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. And I'd look around and everyone around me was like, <laughs> wow, they want their phones out wow. too, man. Like, yeah. I pulled mine out a couple of times. So. Once when they did uh, Dark Necessities, because I really dig that song, the newer song off of their last record, The, the Getaway. But then also when, and I know uh, we talked on Facebook a little bit about this, but I geeked out hard when they played a song off of One Hot Minute, which was Aeroplane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was astounded by like I, it, when, yeah, when it was mentioned. Anymore. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, ah, F the Chili Peppers, because One Hot Minute is my favorite me album too. from It's them. a great Honestly, record. It's so good. Navarro, one of, I, I really thought Navarro brought it on yeah. that record. Oh, well, and I'm, I'm a Navarro fan. Me there's, too. there's a lot mm -hmm, of cats, mm -hmm. I think, because, oh, it's Dave Navarro. And I'm like, man... That guy blended psychedelia and metal, maybe without even knowing what he was doing. So Jane's Addiction is one of the most remarkably unique bands in the world as a result of Dave Navarro. I think Dave He's Navarro... He's one hell of a creative and amazing guitar player, and what he did on One Hot Minute was nothing short of that. It's a phenomenal record. It's inc it, You talk about ear candy. I remember once I was in West Virginia, right about the time that record came out, and I was driving home, and I was really stoned. <laughs> and um, man, it was a mistake to listen to that album, because a lot of those segues and breakdowns are just such ear candy. Yeah. That I'm driving down these roads, these back roads in West Virginia, baked out of my gourd <laughs> with, with that happening. And I was Whoa. like, dude, I was fully expecting just the alien lander to come down, <laughs> shine the beam of light on my father's truck. I'd be like, can you just get the truck Fire back to my sky. dad? Just get my dad's truck back to him. <laughs> you know, and I'd be gone. <laughs> you know? get up back in the back <laughs> uh, do you think it's like because I think people just have issues with Dave Navarro the celebrity I think that's that what it is totally, yeah. Dave Navarro the guitarist yeah. because, and I have no problem with Dave Navarro the celebrity I don't care I, what he does I like everything he does I've met him a few times we've interviewed him at Pain in the Grass he was awesome uh, super the, nice guy the man had a lot of sex with Carmen Electra how yeah. can you be angry at what that individual yeah, how you, dare you, he you need to shake his hand and be like bro well done. Right. To do <laughs> you know? what he does, I think he just needs to be a little eccentric, and people are just kind of put off by that. Right. I'm not, man. Yeah. I think the I mean, guy's he's an amazing. Artist. He's one hell of a guitar player. But I think people forget how great of a guitarist he is oh, because of so all the other creative, stuff. Because yes. it's literally, he'll straight up metal riffs, but then he blends that with psychedelia. No one's done that before or since, the way he does. I would agree. And everyone's like, oh, Tom Morello is such an innovator, and I wonder if Dave's sitting in the corner like, well, yeah, Tom's amazing, but dude... I'm doing some pretty cool stuff, you know. Like, <laughs> back in '88, I was like kind of ahead of this whole curve. Like <laughs> the Change Addiction records. I mean, he oh my is goodness. so under. I, I, it's weird to say someone like I think so highly regarded by so many is underrated, but I do think he's underrated in in the eyes of the great guitarists of our generation. I agree. I yeah. agree, man. Navarro, it just as a creative player. And he's a lightning-fast lead player, so if it's one of those, well, he can't go weedly-weedly, let me tell you, the boy can go weedly-weedly all day long. <laughs> he do whatever he wants. But he'll also take an Ebo and blend delay and phase with a clean channel and then go straight into a, a full-on Hetfield riff, and it doesn't seem pushed. It's not like, oh, 
You know, it's it's not as say all over the place as System of a Down, which is another incredible band. Like Darren's such a remarkably unique and talented guitar player, right. but but they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Dave did it, and you were like, "Yep, this is the color orange." They're, they're, it just was so natural and so cool, man. I'm a big fan of that guy. So it was and, awesome that they played Aeroplane. I was and, like, "Good." And I guess the backstory was that when Frusciante came back, he said, "I do not want to play anything off of that record." I think maybe he said he had no emotional connection to the song. I wonder if he could. No, if, and Frusciante's remarkably talented. He's an incredible guitar player, but I wouldn't be surprised. He does one thing really well. Yeah. And I wonder if he went, man, that's straight metal. I'm not playing that. Or if he maybe sat down and went, I can't play this. It could have been a combination of And I don't everything. mean that I'm a big John Frusciante fan, remarkably talented player, but it might have been outside his wheelhouse. I think it was a little you bit of that. I mean? And I also think there's probably still, there's probably a little jealousy in a sense. Like, you know, I mean, do you really like, you don't want to think about the band without you in a sense. So maybe well, he's he was the like, guy that they got huge. And he couldn't. De- he really couldn't deal with the size and enormity of their fame. Right. And of course, he had a terrible heroin drug problem. Stuff, yeah. And he stepped out basically as Blood Sugar Sex was blowing up. When I first saw them, it was when Soul to Squeeze came out. And everyone forgets about this guy, but the guy that wrote all the guitar parts and played it was a guy named Eric Marshall. Uh, yep. That's A R I K. Eric Marshall. He's the guitar player in Soul to Squeeze video, but. Navar- uh, not Navarro, but uh, Frasante went, I-, I can't do this anymore. And he went into a deep, sp- if you've ever seen any of that oh, video footage of him dude, in the was, basement being interviewed. That was heavy. He was like Gollum. It it's, was so bad. Bro, it's probably on YouTube if you look up like Damn, John Frusciante yeah. documentary. It's I think MTV is the one who put it out back in the day. Yeah, and it was really tra- it's, it's, it's tragic. It's, it's so nice to see that where he is now. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what a great success story. Because there was a moment where you thought, there, this is the next guy that's going to be in a memoriam Oh, yeah, episode. for sure. Uh, right. He withered away to nothing. It was one of those things. So I think they had Eric Marshall, but then the opportunity came up with Jane's Addiction waning out for them to do something with Navarro. And mm-hmm. I think they were fans of Navarro. Navarro was fans of theirs. It made sense. So poor Eric Marshall kind of got the hey, thanks, but I'm sure he's still cashing those soda squeeze checks. Yeah. And um, they got Navarro. They did one hot minute. I loved that. But then, of course, Frusciante gets healthy. And I think all of his money was eviscerated because of his habit. And just he ended up with nothing. And I think he got healthy and came back and said, guys. And they went, hey, it's John. So, Dave, thanks. This was incredible. But we're going to take John back. Right. They did those couple records. And I think for Shante, rebuilt his wealth and his financial backbone so that he could live. And he said, okay, guys. I'm good. Thanks. I'm good again. Which I'm sure they were like, That's dude. That's going to be weird. Really? You know, really, man? Like, I'm sure, and I don't know. This is all pure guesstimation, right? But that's what we do. But I'm assuming, you know, he <laughs> you went. Know, we all do that. Guys, I, get, I get annoyed when yeah. people guesstimate about what we do, but then I realize I guesstimate about stuff all the time as well. I, I would imagine that, that my summation of this is probably Close. decently accurate. And it, guys, I'm good now. Thank you. It's been incredible. That said, I'm done. I'm whole again. I've been made whole. And they, uh, it's actually for Shantae's guitar tech, as I understand it. His best friend yeah, is Josh Klinghoffer, Klinghoffer. And he's a hell of a guitarist. <laughs> he was incredible. I mean, I like what he's doing on the new records, but with the Peppers as a guitarist, you, you really, unless you do what Dave did, yep. um, which was recreate the band, which I was sick, um, he's doing what Frusciante did and honoring that traditional Totally. Peppers. No, it's weird though. Like, like I saw him like while we were milling about backstage. He's just walking around with his guitar, just like kind of just strumming around, not plugged in, just kind of just jamming as he's walking around in the backstage area, which was funny. Probably but just warming up his hands, man. Like Tony's like that. I, I don't normally do that. I usually grab my guitar and Crazy. start. Tony will have his guitar out twenty minutes before we play, and he's not plugged in, but he's just getting his hands just getting, getting together, the, the muscles ready. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets it. Well, when you play the way you know that guy does or the way Tony does, I think you have to do some hand 
and calisthenics. Yeah, like limber. Uh, I'm not that kind of guitar player, so I, I don't really need to warm up. I, I can't do what Tony does with the <laughs> instrument. You just pound those so, strings like yeah, I like my women. you know, well, that's why we work well together, man, you know. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, the, the funny just, part, so he comes in and, and he told the band, I want to do the songs off of One Hot Minute. I love that record. Yeah, yeah. And that was when they decided to start doing it again, which I thought was rather interesting. But I read an interview recently with him about like his relationship with John, and apparently they're not on they're not on speaking terms, not because of I think they still like are he still considers him his best friend, but they just he he he's like I don't know I don't want to like talk to him about my issues with the band because it's weird and that's got to be a weird dynamic. It's got to be awkward. a good friend of his, and then you replace him, and the band's doing really well right well, now. John, it's, it's be, one of those things where hey, bro, you quit, right? Um, and isn't it weird though? Like you then quit. Jack John. Irons was the opening act at the Chili Peppers show, and Jack was the original or one of the first drummers of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm he not was sure. back there with Hillel, um, their first guitarist that passed away before they got John. And that was Jack Irons that played with Hillel. I as I, I, I think I've got that correct. I think that uh, Chad and Hillel might have been together on Mother's Milk. For a okay, little. yeah. I could be wrong, but I think that might have been the. Well, the, Hillel that was died during the recording of Mother's Milk, I believe. I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. Whatever that first record was. was Clearly we know a lot about the Red Hot Chili Peppers that (laughs) I didn't even realize. I'm not not the biggest, biggest fan. We sound like we're the uh, biggest. Yeah, you guys sound like total just uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers nerds. Well, I'm a guitar freak, so I've followed the career of these rotating guitarists. yeah. You know, um, I'm a guitar freak. I think that's why I know all these, this wacky (laughs) backstory. But But it's funny, like we've just nerded out about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and I didn't think we were going to go. I thought we were like, that was an awesome show. Yeah. I love that. All our podcast listeners are like, well, now we know a lot about the peppers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> now Glenn says he's not even the biggest fan. But I haven't bought. Are we ready to show our red hot chili peppers tattoos that we have? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's on the tip of my unit, so when it comes at you, it's like this horrifying 3D oh, experience. Jesus, it's like a Borat. Uh, it was the boy, yeah. Yeah, I, no Bruno, 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 yeah, Bruno with the talking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've Here's got my Harrison Ford interview. <laughs> Get the f away from me. <laughs> I got the chili peppers name tattooed oh my on my God. dong, but it's just R O C P. Oh, it's like yeah, the whole thing. Damn. Can, yeah. Oh yeah, he was peeing. Next to me, I looked down. I was like, "Why do you have the word re- tattooed on your uh, re- unit, there, bro?" <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. Hung You're like, "When I stretch it out, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, wait, why are you looking? Well, because it says re, and I, I figured the rest of it was turn or something. Hold on, I'm, like. I'm fluffing it now. Look, it says red. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it says red. She'll be in any minute now oh, to tase you with the yeah. violent wand. Say <laughs> so, her name three times. <laughs> I heard from Red. She was sick. That's why she didn't show Aww. up and completely lost track of time. But she'll be back in the very near future, of cool. course. We miss uh, her backside. Dude, so, <laughs> so then Eddie Vedder goes up on stage with Jack Irons, which was funny. Because, I missed all that. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was eating steak with Castle. Yeah, they, right. they did a, a Pink Floyd cover. Oh, uh, wow. That's the cool. Shine On You uh, Crazy Diamond. Yeah, which is pretty nice. awesome. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And uh, and that's crazy, too, because Jack Irons, the guy who introduced Eddie Vedder to Pearl Jam, Jack was in Pearl Jam for a minute Whoa. For, for the no-code record and then quit because, similar to, I think, Frusciante, not on the drug level, but on the, this is too overwhelming. Yeah. I can't do this. Get yourselves a different drummer, and then Matt Cameron came in, and of course the rest Bailed is history. Out, yeah. But but I, I one of my favorite records that Pearl Jam put out is No Code, and it has a lot to do with the drumming. But Jack, of Jack was on Irons. Yield as well. Yes, Yield actually. I, I, That's I, a great. No record. Code has some great tunes on it, but Yield I thought was Yield probably shines for me more than that one. But those Yield, are the two Jack records. I was not a fan of Yield when I first heard it, but really? now, but it was one of those records where I was like, oh, it's good. 
And then as I kept listening to it, and now I consider it one of my favorite Pearl yeah, Jam it's albums. It's got some really, like those later day Pearl Jam records I've found tend to have really good moments. So you yep. buy the album for those two or three songs that are really good. And the rest of it, I don't want to call it filler, but it's not like a, a, a Versus or a 10 where yeah. every song was like, man, you guys have got to be kidding me. And even Vitology, the production value and the way they approached that record, and it was drier and it sounded a little more brown and a little more dull, but even some of the material off that, like Last Exit, the opening track on Vitology, yeah. such a, Vitology, such a great song. Not For You is one of my all-time favorite oh, Pro Jam yeah. songs. Oh, yeah, dude. I uh, used to, well, still cover Not For You from time. You and I have jammed Not For You every once in a oh while. Oh, my gosh, yes, we have. Rehearsals. <laughs> yes. yes. Steve and I could go play that tune right now, We I might think. have to work it into a Bruiser Brody set one day. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Maybe goodness. that'll be one of the tunes we do, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about my experience in Hawaii. Um, so they, they gave you peyote and locked you in a tent? or Oh, yes. no, that was BJ. Right. My bad. My bad. He I'm sorry. He can't tell us. It's a secret. I oh, keep, my goodness. Sure it is. He's killing me. He keeps saying, I learned this at the retreat I went to. I'm like, well, what'd they tell you? I can't tell you. I, we've sworn ourselves to secrecy. I'm like, then don't even no, say dude, anything. I guarantee you he doesn't want anyone to know it was some you know BDSM training camp, and he spent uh, the entire time with Elsa. Uh, and, and, and he's Are a, you ready for it now? <laughs> <laughs> he's a new man. Man, you know, yeah, are you ready to man. learn how not to sweat the small stuff? Let me get the French tick off. <laughs> are you sweating the small stuff anymore, BJ? <laughs> and you just hear him no, you hear him mumble no, to himself as he wanders the hall of the station, you just hear him under his breath going, probe, 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 probe. What's that, BJ? Oh, nothing. I'm not just talking about some, aliens. Just getting some it. tea, probe. Probe. But I, I can tell you about my experience in Hawaii. Obviously, I, don't I like wanna, that. I don't want to bore you because a million <laughs> things happened during the week that we were there. I had a fantastic time. Fun. So nice just to sleep in and, and just, although my wife has a different viewpoint of what vacation is than I do. What my idea of vacation is drinking heartily, eating like a pig. Does she want to run, go, do, run, go, do, run, go, do, run, go, do? You pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Action item list. Here are the things Action we're going to do yeah. today. Yeah. wake up and she's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. Sit on the beach, drink yeah. a pina colada. I'm here to decompress. So, you know, if I, you get close to me, you should hear this sound. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Steve, how you doing? Great. What you doing today? No Nothing. idea. <laughs> Nothing. No. I love it. But luckily, I'm the type of guy, I don't care what we do as long as we're together and having fun. And in Hawaii, it's like whatever. But she wanted to work out every day, so I'm working out first thing in the morning. Mm. I came back. I can't even do that when I'm not on vacation. Mm. Bro, I need a vacation from the most amazing vacation that I had because I'm sore. <laughs> I lost weight, which is like unheard of. But I wanted to gain weight and be fat and married. That's why, that's, why he doesn't, he, that's why he doesn't have a tan, dude. I walked in, I'm like, aren't you supposed to be tan? He didn't have a tan because he was in the gym. Him the whole time. Yeah, you know? I was getting swole. Turns out his wife is Ilsa. You know, Aussie treadmill. Oh, God. This isn't sexy. Aussie treadmill. Okay, God. Oh, yeah, my. you want to work out? Get out the French tickla. Yeah. Put on this song, song and get on the treadmill. Probe, probe, probe. <laughs> um, so, well, we had a great time. Honestly, like one of the coolest things I did, and it was a pretty penny, but I'm so glad we did it, was that we uh, got a, a, a helicopter tour. The first, like, oh, we got there yeah. on Friday. On Saturday, we got in a helicopter. I've never been in a helicopter before. What a really fun experience. <laughs> really? Like, I thought it was going to be aggressive, like taking off and landing. Smooth. Like, you just kind of just, all of a sudden, you're, you're up in the, the air. air. It was like almost like you're in a hot air balloon. Like, there was no jerking or anything. Like, you well, didn't get like my the, wife. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you, you didn't get any of the, like, like, uh, like weird, just like stomach, like, no, just but like they, drop they, in. They give you puke bags. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Just in like, case. If you're feeling weird, please use this. <laughs> if you're going to spew, Dude, it was, spew into this. And to see Hawaii from that perspective was like one of the most awe <laughs> inspiring things like to see the hawaii's version of the grand canyon like they called it and wow this is just a volcano 
<laughs> As you go right over it. Oh, God. We saw the Jurassic Falls from Jurassic Park. That was awesome. Nice. And we nice. flew over the Forbidden Island. Oh, which yeah? I don't know if you guys one. know what this what is. What goes on there? It, it's, it's like old school. It's like a, a family of Hawaiians that are, are hell-bent on keeping the pure Yeah, like, sorry, look. Vibe You're not building a hotel here. You're not anything. No yeah. electronics. No guns. They all they do is they live off the grid. They have no technology, and they which is easy. You don't need heat in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know you're fine. <laughs> uh, but everything you, as far as eating, it's all fishing and hunting and vegetables, and you're way off the grid, and like no one can see them. It's like it's super interesting. Like I was fascinated by that. I'm like that would be kind of cool. Can we get a tour of that? And like no, that defeats the purpose of the Forbidden <laughs> Island. Is you are forbidden. Can I go? No, it's forbidden. Right, <laughs> you dumbass. We just flew over it. That's all you get. You're lucky they didn't chuck spears at us. Actually, they yeah. did throw. They chucked spears at us and shot arrows at us, but we're high enough. Yeah. See, that's the Steve's weird. Flying along, you hear this ting. Just an arrow. It's cool. Like it's got to be weird being <laughs> on. Got no guns. These so. islanders are down there, yeah. like you know. Like what the hell is that flying over there? Red America. <laughs> well, American too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One thing also, lot of roosters, lot a lot of cockadoodoos. Now did anyone come around to try and snuff them or no? No, you can't. Dude, you're the whole time. All I was thinking about is the music. Is, is, yeah, yeah, they come to snuff the yeah. rooster. Jerry Cantrell's behind a palm tree, just <laughs> silently crying. You know, like, Jerry, what's wrong? Oh, this place is terrible for me. They are everywhere. At the hotel, at restaurants, walking the streets, crossing. Like, you have to sometimes slow down. Which because island were you on? Kauai. Can okay, you just snatch okay. one up, snap its neck, pluck it, and eat it? I would imagine. Or will they get cross at you for that? I would imagine people would be a little weirded out Why if you did, did that. get cross? I said cross. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was bad. <laughs> but, man, it was funny. At one point, like, just watching just them walking around doing their little neck thing. <laughs> Your I chicken impression's it. amazing. Yeah. Thank hey, you. honey, see what that bird's doing? Yeah. Now you do it horizontally. Yeah. As soon as I get off the treadmill, that's how it's going to work. <laughs> Too sore. Uh, got a rental car, which is smart, obviously, mm-hmm. because you know yes. it's a small island, so you can get around a lot. But we got, like, what is that, like a Yukon? I don't know. There was a deal on Hotwire, and it was the same price as one of like the little small vehicles. So I was Give like, all right, let's get, let's, get the, let's get the fattest thing they got. Give me the gas guzzler here where gas is 17 bucks a gallon. It was, yeah, like 333 and I was just like, luckily... It's I, not bad. It's the same price in Burien, I think. <laughs> I paid it in advance, so I went, and we used up, like, I, I brought it back on empty. Right, I was here, like, here you go, have fun. Yeah. Um, but man, it was a brand new car. I have never, I haven't driven a brand new car with all the bells and whistles, like all these sensors. Like, I There's know, some man, sweet things, man. Bro, I, if you get into a car accident in a new car... With all the bells and whistles, you're dumb, and it's and it's your fault. You are the biggest moron known there to man. There are so many things that freak out, like the lane sensors that tell you if you're like getting close to It'll being outside the lane. It'll stop you on your own too, won't it? Like just break the car yeah. because you're yes. not smart enough to work the brake pedal anymore. Yeah. I mean, obviously it has like if you're backing up the mirror. I mean the the, the video screen, which, which is amazing. Which yeah. now is like I always like, like to see the kids on the tricycles right before the moment of impact. I love those, man. <laughs> no! Yeah. You take a screenshot of it. Oh yeah, I took a screen. <laughs> I took a screenshot of the screen. It's a bit pixelated, but still the joy is preserved. I find. <laughs> but then, like you, like Rev, you said, you get too close to anything. My 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 seat vibrates on whatever side is the issue. That's weird. It freaked me out the first yeah. time. I would straddle that thing crooked and just back into stuff new. Oh, we might all have to day take long. a quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. Walking oh. into the room, <laughs> this freaking guy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Glorious. Oh, you want to do? I won't give in. 
Hold on. Oh, man. He came through. Wyatt only just walked in with our dicks. With a bag of dicks. My man. Yeah. I'm going to stand up and give him a hug. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's three bags of dicks in his hand right well, there. Well, Wyatt from Wyatt Only in the Wreckage made, made through with his promise. Therefore, I will as well. Oh, this is the rest of the Jericho Hill tune. Oh, yeah? For our bros in Jericho Hill. <laughs> it's been on pause. Malcolm, you really didn't pause it the whole time you were on vacay? He did! Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's been on pause on my po- on my laptop. You know what, actually? We'll start from the beginning. Oh, Let's be look fair. at that! Hey, How Jericho Hill guys, I love you. Right. <laughs> and you know Just what? so you know. And I love Jericho Hill as well, because we're going to play their whole song in its entirety. I was wondering right. what I was going to do for lunch, too. Me, too. Me, too. We got to give him go. grief and more often. I re listened to that episode like six times to get your order right. So <laughs> everything's God. here and everything's legit. That's this so is cool. awesome. Wyatt, well, thank you. Um, stick <laughs> around. Great. Of course. Yeah, have a seat, dude. Rev, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to put the song on. We're going to turn the microphones off and, and we're, we're going to eat. eat. <laughs> so, yes. Enjoy Jericho Hill. The song is called Fuel to the Fire. Any fun tidbits of information about the band, Wyatt? Uh, they're all really, really great guys from Everett, and uh, we're going to be playing. Playing with them a lot more. Oh, all right. <laughs> Let me see if I can get this to play. Sounds like it's playing. I presided over Malcolm, uh, the singer's wedding, and they had the most complicated. They had me tie them together with this Celtic rope, and then I was to read this but not read that. They gave me so little direction. Bondage. I think I ninety percent got it right. There were a couple things I left out. Yeah, I get the flogger. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I know, man. But the, yeah. the wedding was beautiful. But man, it was the most convoluted. Like, okay, so at this point, you'll light the torch of immortality while doing a handstand, and then Haley's going to say, "Malcolm, do you burn in the fire?" And it was all this. Crazy Crazy stuff. I had to. Oh no, no, no. That's that's an exaggeration, oh. but only a mild one. <laughs> uh, but great really? guy. I love him. Presided over the wedding. The most complicated ceremony I've ever had to do. And I love them for forgiving me for not totally nailing it. It was a beautiful day. There you go. All right. So fuel to the fire. <laughs> this is Jericho Hill. You can find all their information. It's on SoundCloud. It's on probably Reverb Nation and Bandcamp. I would imagine. All those ones. Yeah. Facebook. But give them a follow Support and tell them local baby. That's right. And tell hey, them thanks for the dicks. Wyatt and I can make an announcement <laughs> Wyatt, after we're eating. We'll, we'll drop a bomb on you, Wyatt and I, in stereo. Okay. Really? Well, after we eat. Oh yeah, sure. That's Why funny not? because after we eat, the Rev's going to drop a bomb on us as well. I will. Wait, wait, wait. Is the is the bomb what I think? Oh or? yeah, the bomb's what you think. But it's it's not public public yet. But we we but might cast. as well. we'll for the cast folks, we'll Ooh, let them know what's nice. coming. Ooh, All right, well, we're going to be back. Let's listen to Jericho Hill so we can eat our dicks. <laughs> Tell me 
thank you guys. Uh, thank you uh, again. Thanks, Jericho Hill. Hill. Jericho Hill. Uh, uh, that's, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's the power of headphones. I turned to Wyatt like, dude, did you really just? And then I saw your mouth closing. <laughs> dude, one of my favorite stories still to this day is many, many years ago. I, I've probably shared this story a bunch, and I'm sorry if I have, but I know you guys probably haven't heard it. We had, uh, and this was, I, I look back on this as an ultimate feather in my own cap. We had Modest Mouse on the morning show when I was working at the end when they just put out uh, the Lonesome Crowded West. Oh, so this wow. is before, before Float On. Yeah. Before the blow. This wow, is when yeah. they were like becoming a big local band. And I'm like, let's have them on. And, my, and this is major market radio, obviously, morning show. And I booked them. I convinced my boss, who was not, he was like, no, no, absolutely <laughs> not. And I booked them and had them on. And so they were supposed to be on at like 7.45 or 7.30 in the morning to perform. Uh, Jeremiah, the drummer, and I think it was Eric was the bassist back when they were a threesome. A uh, three-piece. Um, threesome. Yeah, threesome. How was vacation, Steve? <laughs> well, the what maid. else went on in Hawaii? She's like, turn down service? I'm like, turn down for what? <laughs> Get in here. <laughs> I've never seen my wife paddle a woman, but God, it was hot. <laughs> Would you like the flogger? Um, <laughs> so we had those two showed up, and they're like, oh, we don't know where Isaac is. And oh, I'm like, jeez. Okay. Is Isaac the front man? Yes. Okay, cool. And he's an eccentric dude, and this oh, is yeah. back when he was drinking a lot. They're like, we don't know where he is. They were a lot less squeaky clean during this era, oh, They were too. a mess. Yeah, they yeah. were, like, loud, <laughs> obnoxious, and I loved them. Like, that era of Modest Mouse was my favorite era of theirs. Like, seeing them at, like, the Crocodile or at Rock Candy. So, we're waiting, and finally the label guy was up records back in the day, and the guy, unfortunately, is no longer with us, the label rep, but um, he's like, I'm going to go find him. So, now he leaves, breaks into my, uh, Isaac's house. Like, he has to, like, break a window. No Open way. the door, crawls in or whatever. Isaac's passed out on the ground from the night before. You're supposed to be on the radio! Physically picks him up and carries him to the car, brings him to the station. Now it's nine in the morning and we're almost, you know, we have an hour left in the show. Oh, you still squeezed him in despite this. Oh, dude, I love this. Like, we were laughing. We're like, this is ridiculous. Like, we're giving this band this great opportunity. Incredible opportunity. And the singer is just blacked out drunk somewhere. I thought it was the funniest thing. So did Andy. We were all like great press. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremiah's in the other room coloring on like, 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 he's like, he feels bad. Eric's sitting there like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. This is just our band. Like, this is what happens. We have them on. They perform a great performance of, like, the Dramamine and Polar Opposites and maybe Out of Gas. And it was just loud. We had the full setup, and I mixed it, and it was mixed <sighs> awfully, but it was still awesome. Like, I got the... Will mix- you send me Dramamine at some point? Because that's still one of my favorite Bro, songs I lost ever. the CD. Oh, oh no. Which had, which had all, all the performances I ever mixed. Queens of the Stone Age, Murder City oh, Devils. No. And no. the move from Linwood to Puyallup, <gasps> somewhere, I think it's still somewhere, but I can't find it. And I've Is torn it archived in the station's da- like databanks? Or, I mean, Probably not. There's not a digital storage of it somewhere? No. Unless somebody out there recorded it off the radio, and if you did, please send it to me. Oh, wow, it's, Steve. It's, yeah. it's one of the more heartbreaking things, is that, like, yeah. especially like the Queens of the Stone Age performance, when they, they did I regular. Bet. John and oh, that was yeah. like we hung out the night before to set up the audio and they helped me and it sounded it was a four channel mixer so basically I had a mix an entire band with four microphones. You just had room, like a room yeah. blend going. Oh, yeah. my God. Hey, sometimes that yeah. can be magical, That's man. Tough. It was, yeah. dude. Sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it was a little abrasive. Like when we had Murder City Devils in, in the morning, 
that was rough. But so we have Isaac in. They perform. It was awesome. It was really cool. Now we're talking to them, and it goes back to the the belching. That's why I brought the story up. I was wondering about that. Right. I know. Sometimes it takes me a long time to get to where I need to go. But yeah, you know he's what? been hanging out with me too long, man. No, that's welcome to my life with my wife because she's always like, "What? what why? Wife. Come on, let's go." So um, we're interviewing them, and Carolyn Coffee, who used to be the sidekick on Andy Savage's show, asked a question. And he did not see her. He, she was not in his line of sight. So no joke, I'll never forget this. He, he, he grabs his headphones and pulls them off his head and looks at his headphones and then looks at me. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? He goes, do you guys hear that voice? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he's still drunk from the night before. Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm in trouble, man. <laughs> I'm like, what voice? He goes, looks at his headphones again. He goes, there's a woman talking in my headphones. <laughs> And Carolyn's tucked in the corner. He probably thought it was RF from another station or just something wacky like... Or aliens. Yeah, the, the morning chick from the wolf is on the same circuit somehow, man. What's going on? So we oh, finally... No. Carolyn goes, uh, Isaac, hi, I'm over here. He looks, he goes, oh... And then just continue to answer the question. Still one of my all-time favorite moments ever in doing radio was that morning. Because it was like such a success that I was able to convince my boss to let me have this band that I loved on. And now looking back on it, arguably one of the bigger bands to ever come out of the Northwest. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and they're still out there killing it. Yeah, yeah. and now there are like 20 people in the band. And I'm sure now he has handlers that make sure he gets to where he needs to go. <laughs> But it reminds me of Willie Nelson before everything we ever do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's Where's go break Willie? the window and see where Willie's at. Willie? Willie. But you said before we went to the song, uh, and we got to enjoy our fine dicks. Thank you. Oh, yeah. full of dicks. Thanks, Wyatt. Oh, Thanks, and much Wyatt. love to the guys in Jericho Hill, man. Uh, they're they're just getting fired up, and we all got to go. They sound great. Love uh, and support. Amazing yeah. band. If I if I if I'm guessing, I haven't seen them live yet. I'm sure it's a blowtorch live. I mean, Malcolm. It's great. I knew him from a previous project that he had for several years called Away. And, um, man, every time they got on stage, it was a flamethrower. They were great. So then, you know, Malcolm, the wave fell apart. I think Malcolm dabbled in other things for a little while, but it's good to see him out there because he's one hell of a singer and just a sweetheart of a human being. Oh, I, the I, guy's I, a prince of a person. And, um, and what a great rock Who name else is in that Malcolm. band? I know other members of that band, don't I? Uh, Angus. Uh, is Ryan <laughs> is Ryan Healy in Jericho? I don't believe so. Or is he just playing in Stoic? Uh, he's playing in Stoic. I think I could actually. You know, that's another pull it band up that's coming phone. back to life that I'm excited about. Um, uh, Stoic FB, um, which is awesome. That they were called Stoic forever, um, and then there was a band in Boston that had trademarked the name Stoic and hit him up and said, "Hey, you can't use our name." So they changed their name to Stoic FB, which is F, F Boston. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> that's Hawaii tie-in, um, Ryan Carney, the singer, guitar player, moved here from Hawaii to fire up this band. And oh, they, I was texting with Wyatt while I was in Hawaii. Apparently, he lived in Hawaii. For a little oh, while. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Steve said there was a lot of cocks on the island. And one less. One less now. One less. There's also cockroaches See, everywhere. I'm trying to study up on what I still can't say or can say. That's you know fine. I mean? That's like, a rooster. Yeah, we're talking, yeah, talking, can't talking about a bird. Okay. Right. Like, I saw a cockfight. I thought it was a cockfight. And then I realized, no, it wasn't. It was a moment of sex. So it was a whole different type of hmm, fight. Right, right. Yeah, now I'm yeah, talking yeah. sexual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't say. That's a, you got to be a radio-friendly unit shifter. How stupid is that? By else? the way, 
uh, Thank you. Same Jer- sentence. See I the unit tie-in? See what I did there with unit? I like it. You want a hug? I'll come over there, man. <laughs> well, especially when you're working on your sippy cup yeah, like you, that. Hey, you might want to <laughs> stay away from me because I'm uh, now full of milkshake. Oh, well. Ooh. Dude. It, it going to get weird. Your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Not you know? this boy. And I'm like, it, 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 it's better than theirs. And you, I'm still and working I'm like, on mine. Here, yeah. this is the sound of mine. You know what's funny? You bring up milkshake. And, uh, I, I, after the Red Hot Chili Peppers show, I was craving a milkshake. My man. And I was like, ah, oh, I'll go to Dick's. But Dick's was packed. Like, oh, there was a line outside. Queen Anne, we sense. went to the Mecca, Ooh. and then I mean, they let me and Ryan and Kyle in, because I'm, I'm good friends with the dude that runs the door there, but... Wow, they did what they wouldn't do for Tom Morello. There was a oh, there, <laughs> Tom Morello couldn't get in the Mecca. Oh no, five point. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's, it was like that. There was yeah. a line of people outside. Like, can we get in? They're like, sorry, it's a small bar and it's packed. Hey, Glenn, what's up? Sorry, it's a small <laughs> bar, it's packed. That's I was, awesome. Like, I was like, oh, that just happened, man. That's awesome. <laughs> if I come back here to smoke, these people are gonna gouge my eyes out. You know? <laughs> Mecca has the best fries, man. I love Mecca. <laughs> oh, dude, I used to go there in the mornings, uh, super hungover with my Guitar Center bros, and they do a salmon. Eggs Benedict, a salmon Benedict. Interesting. And I would stagger into the Mecca, and they have this coffee that you could strip paint with. I mean, it should probably be illegal. So we would get the paint thinner coffee <laughs> and the salmon Benedict and power that down and then mm. stagger back into Guitar Center for a day of... Frivolity. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny when you throw something out on Twitter, you never know what kind of response you're going to get. I just throw out there, right, about to hit the road, I go, should I get a milkshake? And it's like, you know, like 11 something at night, and everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. So now I'm like, I have to get it. Everyone's mm-hmm. telling me I have to get a milkshake. It's true. So I'm driving on the freeway, and I'm like, all right, I'll pull off here. I can see there's a McDonald's. McDonald's is closed. Oh, I'm like, all right, earns. get turned, no other fast food anywhere within driving distance. So I'm like, get back on the freeway. Oh, Burger King, turn off. Burger King's closed. When you're not getting your milkshake, open late, man. man. A Frosties, like a milkshake with a spoon. No, no, no. Frosties are not milkshakes. So I'm blurring the line. Okay, yeah, yeah. You right. can't do that. Well, then oh, this wow. is going to bring great Call joy. Out. Call bring, out. This would be great joy to uh, Glenn then, because I then tried to go to Jack in the Box. The line was taking forever, so I pulled yeah. a U-turn, <laughs> and what's right next door? Oh, Wendy's, I got myself a Frosty. That Frosty was delicious, was it not? They're very delicious, dude. but I would have been disappointed not getting the milkshake after having my heart set on all of Frosty is ice cream, right? Like That's the difference. Soft serve. I'll take a a Frosty over a milkshake, I think. I think I actually would. But I wanted a milkshake real bad. I I almost asked for a, 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 a spoon, a spoon, a straw. I've, yeah, I've never tried to drink a frosty with a microwave it. Stroke. Microwave it. And Why it would you microwave it? I didn't have a microwave in my drink Jeep. It, you, but I didn't have a microwave in my Jeep. <laughs> you have, you have a warm engine block. Tuck it in against the headers. Drive six you are blocks. A monster. Oh, dude! I my dad picked me up at the airport one time, and it, back in my hometown, oh, they have, there's this restaurant called Dietrich's that makes these just mind blowing Philly cheesesteak subs. They're they're off the chain. Oh, okay. You know, in the middle of Western Maryland, who'd think? But dude, they're off the sub. They're off the off the sub. Right. See. Oh. The sub. Right. Floridian probe. But um, Pop picked me up at the airport, and he'd got the atries, and he pulled over into a gas station, popped the hood, and then just threw, uh, threw the, the, the two subs on the intake man of old, and we, we just hung out and shot the S for like 15 minutes. Wow. And then he's like, you want to eat? And I'm like, yeah. And we took, the, took him off the, the intake manifold left and right, 
close the hood. Those babies were warmed up nice, Freaking man. MacGyver yeah. right there. My goodness. Oh, no, that tastes Appal- like Appalachia. <laughs> Appalachia, brother. You got to understand Appalachia. It's like, I know something that's warm, you know? Before I, before I forget, let's get to that announcement. Oh, yeah. You, you guys right. teach oh, me before Jericho Hill. I, I will pause the announcement for one second just to say that Jericho Hill is Malcolm Williams on vocals, Mac Potter on guitar, What's up, Mac? Esteban Tate on guitar. Hola, Esteban. <laughs> I, I'm Esteban, too. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Nick Skinnell on bass and... Mix. And I think Nick. Oh, oh, yeah. They said Migs Canal. Migs, Migs Canal. They have Migs an essay on Migs. Migs Knievel. <laughs> and uh, and Adam plays drums. Uh, but, oh, I know Adam. So I know Adam really well. Yeah. Um, Adam and I. So Malcolm and Adam, I know. The rest of those guys I don't know that well. But Adam's a sweetheart. Well, Esteban's okay in my book. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the By the name. way, I rewatched Silence of the Lambs the other day with the character in it called Migs. Right. And multiple I Migs. Can never in the look, next hell. I can never look at you the same yeah. again. You think I'm gonna fling stuff yeah. at? I, yeah, exactly. to tell me. Hopefully it's just his milkshake right now. <laughs> tell me, what did he say? He yeah. said, I can smell your sea. <laughs> I see. I myself cannot. <laughs> Dude, my wife went to work and, and they, they were like, she was just, we always watch a movie going to bed and they were like, well, you, she got talking about that. Like, oh yeah, Glenn and I actually stayed up late because we put in a movie and got really into it. And like, what'd you watch? And she's like, oh, we wanted to watch something funny. So we watched Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And she said, the girl looked at her like, what? Yeah. That movie is Because I sit hilarious. there and quote, I just sit there and quote him the whole time, you know? Your yeah. delivery is really You know really what you look long. like? You look like a rube with an expensive bag and your cheap shoes. I'll just sit there and do it <laughs> ah, through so the good. whole thing. It's so good. I actually am probably one of the few people who thinks that Red Dragon is a better movie than Silence I've never of the seen Red Dragon. Uh, are you, okay. It, okay, so you're talking of the Ed Norton one, right? The, yeah. Yes. Because oh, yeah, okay. yeah, the, yeah. the one with the guy from Escape from L.A. Manhunter. I thought was better. Yeah. It was a B movie. I haven't watched it oh, yet. Oh, not Escape from L.A., uh, To Live and Die in L.A. That's oh, the main... Okay, I know okay. that guy from that film. He never made it big, but he's a great actor. But they made sort of a B movie version before Red Dragon came yeah. out. And it's called Manhunter. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly well done. It's so good. And so when I saw Red Dragon, I was like, oh, they're just going to up it. They're going to up it. And while I love Edward Norton, man, I thought the movie fell flat by comparison. I thought Manhunter was actually Interesting. So, so I haven't watched it because it's not Anthony Hopkins' as Lecter. No, so someone else plays it. No, dude, that's the thing, and I hear you. But check it out and you see if you're with Rev and I on this. Yeah. I thought it was superior. I, I really Interesting. did. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of iffy on Red Dragon just because it seemed just kind of a rehashing of Silence of the Lambs. Uh, and then I really didn't like Hannibal at all just because I really liked the, actually liked the book. Hannibal is garbage. Did you see Hannibal Rising? Uh, no, I didn't want to watch Little uh, Little Hannibal. I own it. I do too. It's actually really good. It is really. It is the story of how he becomes Hannibal Lecter, and it, most of it takes place when he's about twenty-three or four. Okay, but it gets into his history and all this stuff, and it's remarkably well done, beautifully yes. shot, beautifully directed, hmm. um, well cast. Um, Hannibal Rising. I, I'm serious. It, it, I just watched it the night before I did Red Dragon because we watched them all in order. Oh, that's um, hip. Yeah, yeah, way yeah. to go, Wyatt. And uh, yeah, because we're, we're all we're, we're big Hopkins fans in my house. But uh, yeah, no, it's Rising is really good. It's, Solid. I thought that I would hate it because uh, I had never watched it all the way through. When I went to see it in the theater, I fell asleep. I was just, <laughs> eh, I don't care. I, I watched it. I was like, wow, I can actually appreciate this now. Like, this is good. Nice. I kept thinking when you bring up Migs, I immediately think of that scene. And whenever I listen to Faith No More's song, Flopper, Flopper. Do you have to beep that? Yeah, no. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, yeah, so, that's 
I guess they can't well, play that one on the radio then, huh? Uh, <laughs> probably. They probably call it like I mean, like like Tool did with uh, with uh, Fist. It was uh, song number two. Uh, when it was on MTV. It couldn't be called the word stink? No. I didn't know that. You yeah, couldn't yeah, put the word when, stink next to MTV, that word. When MTV first played the video, it was just song number two. I did not realize was that. Was it the second track off the record? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know you could put stink and then that word... Fist of the North Star. Did yeah. I put enough separation oh. between them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I separated oh, wow. them with, yeah. oh, you like my with Fist the of the nice, North yeah, Star? Yeah, nice anime. My man. Oh, his, his eyes lit up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, Glenn and I can be friends, I think. You know, you know what's funny? When I this first, is an incredible tune. When I first heard this, I had no idea. I never made the connection of the name of the song and the act of lobbing. Look at the blonde! Flap! Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Clarice, Agent Stalin, come back here! <laughs> so I was a kid when this record came out, a teen, <laughs> and I got a super soaker, and I named my super soaker the wind J lobber right wow. and I wrote it in sharpie and I'd be like hey who wants to get hit with my wind lobber fill it up with hot mayonnaise and just terrorize yeah. the neighborhood that's like that's like that's co- our little Steven that is like Steven college is college level trolling right there <laughs> okay I'm gonna call it right now if Mix Fest 2 is electric boogaloo Mix Fest 3, 3 is Migs lobber Migs lobber oh that's killer yes yeah I like it. This got to happen. Yeah, this tune. So, I remember when this album came out. I mean, it's weird. You listen to it now, and the production value, I think, is the, the I don't want to say issue, but it was the heaviest album I think I had ever heard. Like Heavy this. and dark. Yeah, kind of that, that dirty I was just like, you gotta be kidding. Is this off Angel Dust? This is Angel Dust, yeah, man. Yeah, up. what an incredible record. It's just so haunting. The keyboards. You know, you want to see some geeking out. Steve and I were side by side at Faith No More. Oh my God. And we were like two chicks just singing every word, <laughs> then occasionally looking at each other to hug it out. I mean, like, <laughs> my wife was with us and she wasn't with us. She was kind of over to my right. And Steve and I were just every two losing our mind. Oh, That's dude. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was man. so glad I was there. You and I were at the same, oh, like, at that bro. show. Because I don't have anybody in my life that's like, Obsessively in love. Well, oh. Thrill is thrill too. Oh, is he a big F- Faith No More fan? Yeah, that's where Thrill and I first bonded was over Faith No More. No kid, I didn't yeah. know he was into them like yeah, that. Yeah, he's just as big of a Faith No More fan as we are, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, word for word, Steve and I were just both dude. totally dude. engaged. New originals dude. needs to do a Faith No More dude. cover. Dude, you know what's funny is we have covered Epic, and I don't play drums on that one. <laughs> like I don't know why, but I just how'd, like how'd Castle make out on that. Be honest with us. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so is that He's code got his for, back to us, man. He doesn't know what we're talking about. Is that yeah. code for he sped way up and confused everybody? <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't even know. <laughs> Am I losing? I must have missed something. I think he missed the point. We were asking how Castle did on drums, because if you didn't play it, that means he did. Oh, he played it fine. Oh, he did well. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, you would. Yeah, and we we're like, oh, but He was listening you? to the song. I was. <laughs> you guys will have to forgive me. Uh, I got turned off. I slipped some narcotics into those Dick's burgers <laughs> It was a Floydian home. thing, man. Yeah. Like yeah, my yeah, lips yeah. moved, but Steve did not like, know what I was saying. Are we saying mean things about Castle? I'm not saying mean things about Castle. <laughs> well, he's the one that wants me to blast Ram Jam outside your house at four in the morning. Good I mean, point. We, F Castle. That's fair play. <laughs> yeah. Fair Kiss play. My ass, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Can we all just group Moon Castle right here? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Right, there we go. Be careful who Instagram that. And you'll see my little tea yeah, bag will, hanging there. Do we want to do a group mooning? 
I think we can get in trouble for that. Huh? We might. Yeah. Well, that's last time, last time someone gave a moon around here, they didn't work here much longer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, uh, oh, her. Yeah, yeah, the butt yeah. presser. Oh, chick moon. It was a nice moon. Fantastic. It was a good moon. It was a fun moon. Did you know, you guys remember, like, well, it was my stuff, first episode, but. I told you guys about depressing the moon and then depressing the yep. bowl in the unit and it leaves a print. And I'm thinking since we're leaving here, that would be an amazing print to leave on that oh window. My gosh. You know? <laughs> we should do it on the last day before we leave this yeah. building yeah. and move to our new facility. You had a picture like whoever comes in afterwards being like, what went on here? Why yeah, how did they get testicles, the Greek moon? god of all things fragile, that high up on the window? We have to do that. Yeah, it's in uh, June or July we're moving to a new building in closer to the Columbia Center. Or Columbia oh, Dude, that's Columbia why everything stripped out. That's why the room full of CDs was there. Yeah. Because they were dumping everything into the digital realm and then just... Uh, oh! Why transport a thousand pounds of CDs? How long has this station been in this building? This station's been in this building for about 17 years. 16, 17 years. God, that's true. Long enough to hate window pane, ignore window pane, and then befriend and beloved window pane. It is funny how we found <laughs> Castle found like old promo pictures of window pane. And oh, dude, old Kevin CDs. Deers hit me up. Like, I was just getting texts from Kevin Deers, like, Glenn, check this out. And it was an old school, like, circa 98 press shot. Yeah. You know, and then the CD ad had labels that I'd ripped off from the window pane cassette labels we had made. Nice. And I would just cut the top off and use that. And he's like, so bro, funny. check this out. I'm like, what are you doing that? He's like, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, we still haven't gotten to the yeah. announcement. Yeah, we've just been stalling this. Well, so. Maybe we have been stalling. Well, let's just spit it out, boys. So here it is. Uh, window panes return to the stage in Seattle will be Saturday, June third at Showbox Market. Um, that show will have window pane, Van Epps. Kiss the Gutter's Daughter reunion show. If you remember, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Kiss the Gutter's Daughter was basically members of Tempered Cast and members of Sift. They were both huge bands. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, Tempered Cast went on tour with Puddle of Mud. Those, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sift used to sell out every club they played. Yeah, I remember both of those bands. Um, they ended up melding into one band called Kiss the Gunner's Daughter. Huh. It's their reunion show. It's the first like, time they've played like in Green years. River malfunction. That's yeah, dude. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So that Chris the Gunner's daughter reunion show. Our brothers Wyatt only in the wreckage. Oh, oh, sh- oh, oh man! Hey, it's just to draw people to the announcement. <laughs> Wyatt's been really working and hustling and working and hustling to make Showbox market a reality, and so that reality's come. And then uh, another good friend of mine and guys that are workers and hustlers, uh, my brothers in Mock Society, uh, are going to be kicking off the night that night. I'm, I'm pretty sure one of the guys in Mock Society is my neighbor. My, oh, I don't know. Maybe. Does any of them live in Puyallup? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm talking like... I don't even know where Wyatt lives, which is okay. probably best. <laughs> I'm talking like three... Hey, Wyatt! What? <laughs> like, I think he lives three yes, houses Glenn. from me. Because oh, no there's a car parked in front of their house in the alleyway of our development that has a Mock Society sticker on it, a pickup truck. It's either, oh, dude, that, I think that, yeah, if it's a truck, that might be a one of those A truck with a cab on the back. Yeah, dude, that's one of the band members for sure. I, All right. I, I don't know. walk over there, Steve, just knock on the door and be like, hey, Are you in up? Mock Society? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks play, for my birthday. My birthday. But, uh, and the, you just walk off. You know, we're, 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 we're leaking it here, but the official announcement <laughs> will happen April 3rd. <laughs> that's when you'll see all the social media blasts and stuff, and tickets will be available at that time as well. Hell yeah, man. It is uh, all ages show. I got it in my calendar. Um, and that's Saturday, June 3rd, and it's, like I said, it's Window Pane's return to the stage. We're going to debut some new stuff. Actually, there, we might be debuting a lot. There's a lot of unique things going on in my camp. 
Um, cool. That uh, so this is going to be a big and important show for us. A killer lineup. Will this um, mark the moment that Steve plays drums with Wyatt only in the wreckage on the song Devil? I would actually love that if you're open to that. I'm super down for that. Uh, it'll all, you got to remember. You got to remember to be really disrespectful to Rob about his drums. Yeah, because <laughs> he likes <laughs> that. He likes that. I'm gonna after I finish the one song, I'm gonna kick the drums over, look at him, flip him off, and go, "Welcome to Seattle." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it, you are more than welcome to come up. As is, I figured I'd try and pull the three of you up for off the wagon. Yeah, you already um, got me one. Not, not, not to not to slip too much of our set list, but we're also going to be announcing uh, our next record at that at that show because uh, at that point we'll be about three quarters done with it. Nice. I think so. We'll be announcing like release date and here's all this new merch and pre-order stuff and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, I heard the Rev jumped uh, up on stage with you on uh, Saturday over at Louis G's. Yeah. Yeah, it almost, he, yeah. I mean. And he owned off the wagon. It I, was a lot of fun. Sounds like he was off the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you almost died. I didn't almost pull the Migs and passed out. It Yeah, it was doing that. It was really weird. So first off, uh, we show up, we show up to Louis G's hanging out. Uh, I go and uh, meet up with Wyatt and uh, all the guys hanging out in the back uh, and they're like alright cool well I'm gonna wait for my wife and then we'll go and we'll figure something out uh, Michelle shows up we're hanging out and Wyatt's like we're gonna go do some shots and I'm like shot shot, <laughs> shot alright <laughs> I'm in so we uh, meandered over to the uh, the poodle, poodle dog, dog. Um, but even before did that you go to the pup room we did go to the pup room that's the place to be Which I was surprised like the only time the only other time I'd been there in like recent memory it was like on a Sunday morning and they know their crowd because the lighting is dim yeah. at that time it was nice and bright and, and very it's a inviting sweet spot. it was really yeah, yeah. Uh, but at, like at nighttime I'm not used to like the lights being on like it was just really kind of strange <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so on the way over there, we ended up doing a, a tailgate uh, hangout for a second and had some of uh, it was was it Jack Apple? Uh, no, it was Jim the Jim Beam, Beam Apple. It was the Jim Beam uh, Apple. Big Rig brought it. Big Rig is a big listener of this podcast. And What's up, Big Rig? Oh, yeah, 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 I know. yeah. Big, big Rig, Rig slash the, party bus. Yeah, and <laughs> almost, you know, got the venue very angry at us because oh. we have lovely, passionate, belligerent fans <laughs> who like to sneak in alcohol into venues. Oh, and, no. Oh, that's that a challenge. Yeah, Louis is a beer-only joint. Yeah, so. yeah. that's why oh, the pup room is so nice. That's why the pup room is very convenient. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did they get their liquor license? They're Working they're working on, on, it on right it. now. They're estimating a couple months out. That's great. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So, so I had a, a little bit of the gym. Not a whole lot though. Not like big pulls. Go over to the pup room and their shots are insane. Like it was like a four shot. Like they, they do. They yeah. pour them deep. Yeah. yeah. So we do that, and I go and I sit down and uh, sitting there watching the second band. Um, uh, I can't remember their names, but they were really good. I was really intoxicated. Yeah, yeah. doesn't remember <laughs> either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm just sitting there. And the man who was on the bill doesn't remember. You know it was a good night. So, so, so Dead Electric played last. We played third. Dire Fire played first. I like them. They're cool. Oh, Why am guys? I forgetting this? The bag uh, of dicks. Fifteen stitches. Fifteen stitches. Yeah. Fifteen stitches. And so they were playing, and, and it was just like, like, just the the rhythm section was just beating, 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 and it was like, this feels really weird. I feel strange. And then it was just that tunnel vision, like. I'm going to pass out. Oh, dude. And so it gets, you know, you're just like getting the drool in your mouth and you're Damn. just like trying not to do anything. And so I'm just sitting there, my like hand, uh, my my head in my hands, hoping to God I don't pass out right here and crap my pants because this is just completely possible. Well, everyone else is hoping that you do. Yeah, really. And then. Yeah, the Guar show. Yeah. I th- ew, gross. G.G. Allen, really. Uh, and then. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Kyle comes up to Michelle and is like, is Rev okay? And 
And she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I, at that point, I'm just sweating buckets. Just. Oh, dude. And I was just like, I just, I, I, I tell Michelle, I'm like, make sure the bathroom's open. And she goes, make sure the bathroom's open. I just beeline it in there. And uh, I don't puke or anything. Uh, I take crap. And uh, then after that, I sat there for a second and I felt great. It was like you mixed. had to get the poison out. Man. It was like, but it, yeah, you, you had a round had, in the chamber. Had like, you had to fire that gun. I had like two shots. Like this isn't a normal thing. Like it felt really weird. I hadn't like drank enough to yeah, do that, that. That's like a succubus stool. It was in there just sapping <laughs> your life. It could force. have been. I had like this really. <laughs> Really cheesy lasagna before. And oh just my goodness! He, didn't, he just didn't see what I slipped into his drink before Possibly. we took our shots at the pup room. Cheesy <laughs> lasagna. Uh, and then and then I I, I got out of there and moving I was fine. Like everyone was just like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And Willie comes up. He's like, "Man, I've never seen anyone puke and rally like you." And I'm like, "I didn't puke." He's just like, <laughs> "Pooped and rally." Yeah, yeah poop and I'm rally. seven pounds lighter. And <laughs> well, and we were in the back, uh, you know, just warming up fingers and yeah. stuff. And Willie had caught <laughs> Willie had caught Shocker. you kind of stumble into the uh, yeah. into the bathroom. Oh, like and he was like, "Man, Rev just became the uh, the porcelain marionette." Yeah, and <laughs> it was you just walked in. Oh, oh it was I almost went into the women's bathroom because I think Rob was just coming out of the bathroom in honor of Chuck Berry. the women's bathroom because <laughs> yeah. that's how Rob well, does it. Well, he was in the men's bathroom, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I don't know where I am, and Michelle's like, No, the other one, the other one, the other one. And uh, after that, and I, Rob's like, Welcome to Seattle, <laughs> F you. <laughs> Welcome to Seattle, mother effer. Welcome to Fife. <laughs> and once that was all over, I felt great. Went sat back down, watched the uh, the rest of uh, fifteen stitches, and then when uh, the guys went on, we just. Uh, uh, rocked out. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Got up out. and owned too. Yeah. Man. Everything killer. everything worked out. I had some fun. Uh, Michelle got a video of it and I looked at myself like, all right, it looked pretty cool. Oh, man. I haven't seen yeah. this. I need to check Great, it out. Man. Willie hit the brown note. We all crapped our pants. It was really good. Fantastic. Man. The yeah. brown sound. Yes. <laughs> Where's yeah. this video at, man? Uh, I'll have Michelle post it and I'll yeah, post, post it. in the mix cast. Yeah, yeah. I'll have it thrown out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a blast having you up there, man. So now Steve is the only person we have yet to pull on stage. Well, Showbox, June 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to come drum devil with us, yeah. that's I'm ready. Okay, well, you know where they Let's rehearse. So. Yeah, exactly. I don't even need a yeah. rehearsal. I live it. That's right. I live it. <laughs> yes, you I do. Yes. That song. So yeah, that's the. Uh, I mean, the show isn't even officially announced yet. So all our mix cast listeners, you keep guys, quiet. you guys just got the. Uh, yeah, you can keep it quiet, or just you can tell a friend. Um, maybe don't blow up social media about it Please. because it'll just stir up confusion. But now you know. <laughs> tell a friend, and then we're gonna let the dog off the leash big time here in about whatever it is, eight days, nine days. So I figured, why not? You know. Awesome. We're not as Atlas mentioned it on the cast. Let's give the MIGS cast listeners the first heads up. You're drunk with chocolate shake. That's why yeah, you're this doing is it. coming. Oh, Come you know I am. Come yeah, witness man. the culmination of like the greatest night of my life, man. It's I've, wanted, I've wanted to play Showbox since I was a kid, man. That's been the it's a great venue. the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, that was always the man. I'll know that I've made it when I can play the Showbox stage where I've seen every band I love. Ever. Yeah. Glenn, do you still have a venue in Seattle that you want to play that you haven't? No. Because you've done the Paramount. Yeah. That's that's the one for me. Honestly, I don't want to sound like a, a total, you know, dill hole, but uh <laughs> uh the key arena I think it'd be next on the yes. list. I was yeah. about to say it's all um, that's left is the key, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be a uh, part of uh um a performance that's happening at the Moore Theater uh in August. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, so now I've done Neptune, I've done Paramount and uh, you know, uh, we'll be the boys in window paint will be taking the stage at the Moore. So you've done the whole uh, STG trilogy. We've done Showbox, Market and Soto repeatedly. Um there's there's nothing left. Uh, 
you know, the only way from here is is down or up. I'm sure. Hoping, but have you done Bob's oh, Java Jive? <laughs> I'm really hoping it's up. Man. Have you done Bob's Java Jive in Tacoma, which I don't even think is open anymore? No, it's, I think it still might be. It's the when you drive in Tacoma, there's this little. It looks it's a coffee pot or a teapot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shape, a building shaped like a teapot, and it's a it's a. Do they venue. do unplug shows? No, I'll go full, down and do dude, a Peter set. Peter Parker played a full plugged-in set there. Oh with the my man! Cat. Yeah, yes. like we played a full-on like punk rock show there. It reminds me of Zach's Fifth Avenue, man. You set up on the floor. Yeah, oh yeah, it was one of those. I used to rock that place tough when Remember I was Uncle coming Rockies? up, man. No, I didn't do Uncle Rocky's, oh, man. Uncle Rocky's was pretty. Dope. Zach's Fifth Avenue, and the Color Box. Um, yes. and I did Wednesday nights at the Color Box for a year to earn a weekend. And it used to make me crazy because, and I, I learn you learn things along the way, but. It got to a point where we hustled and hustled because we were always told if you do well on a Wednesday, we'll give you a Thursday. If you do well on a Thursday, yeah, yeah. we'll think about giving you a Friday or a Saturday. It's so different for bands now. I was about to say, those <laughs> days are gone. Yeah, now you can just, we're in a band. Can I get a Friday night? But um, we started packing out Wednesdays. Not packing out, but I'm going to say we were bringing 70, 80, 90 people on a Wednesday. That's a lot. That's respectable. Um, I know bands That's still don't. That's really impressive. So we were doing that. We were doing that, and I couldn't figure out why. And then I'd go down there on a Friday night, and there'd be like 30 people there, and some band that The Stranger was raving about on stage. And I'm like, well, you know, good for them. Good and I'm glad, that, I'm glad that I'm glad The Stranger likes him. So, oh, I went through that with the sit and spin, too. But yeah. the, the venue was dead. And I'm like, I don't. Why would they not? I've more than proven. And then I figured out. Oh, you're pulling in stuff. They on know for a fact that that Glenn will yeah. bring them one good Wednesday a month, and they just can Finally, I was like, you know, what do you have available? Well, I've got Wednesday. There. Nope. Uh, what do you have next month? Well, next month booked out. To, okay, what do you have? What do you have the month after that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I finally realized how I had to play the game. Like, I'm not coming back again because all oh, you're saying you have available is Wednesday or Thursday. If I got to wait five months for my Friday, you'll give me one. Mm-hmm. And when yeah, I yeah. when I learned that after a year. Playing the game. Um, yeah, you know, and it's, happens, it is different yeah. now, man. Bands now, they get together, they start a Facebook page, and they're they're playing a Saturday night. I remember many nights playing, like when we finally got to play the Crocodile on a Wednesday, and we were oh, like, oh dude. my God, we're playing the Crocodile. <laughs> we did Wednesdays and Thursdays at the Central for six to seven months before we finally got our first Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> our, our, actually, our first you know? Crocodile show, I think it was a Thursday night. And, oh, wow. and we got it only because it was back when Harvey Danger was still working their way up the chain as well. And I, one of the members of Harvey Danger got sick and we we're not able to play. They didn't bother telling them. They're like, hey, guys, can you just go and fill in for us? And we're like, sure. So we just went and filled in for them. Nobody knew we were playing. And, <laughs> and we went over like the security crew. Like everyone was cool there. And That's the awesome. sound guys, you guys are great. Yeah, 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 everyone loved it. Like, you're not, you're not Harvey Danger, though. I'm like, no, they got sick in the last minute. And we came here to fill in. Even though we knew for a couple of days that they weren't going to be able to do it. <laughs> but like they didn't tell anyone. They're like, just take our, take our spot. Otherwise, they're going to so give it to someone else. you're telling me if I want to headline the show box, I Get need to tie sick. Glenn up yes. and yeah. put him in the van and be like, you know, window painters sick. But well, you gotta talk. You gotta talk to the other members of Window Pain into not telling people, "Hey guys, sorry, we won't be performing in our stead. We'll be Wyatt only." You know what I mean? Or like, tie them up with him. That way, yeah. he has company. Yeah, it's like an episode of Scooby Doo, man. You know? <laughs> We're all tied up in the bathroom. You know. Hey, before we do the emails, the voicemails, and text messages, I, I I know we were talking a little bit about Hawaii. I'll throw out a couple of. Uh, yeah, give us more Hawaii. We we got. I, I, mean, I have a couple. The notes. dicks showed up, so I'm sorry that the dicks dicks derailed. <laughs> Careful time. using that. I'm always happy to supply. The Is that beat. an alternative fact, Steve? <laughs> yeah. the, the dicks. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> a couple bad hombres in this room. Um, all right. So these are the, these are the notes that I wrote. You guys tell me which one you want to hear. Uh, I have why I'm an idiot. Uh, that's from my, when my wife figured out I'm a complete moron. Uh, confrontation. Steve came back while in Hawaii. 
Uh, I say uh, we're going to talk about this old man I saved on mm-hmm. air. So uh, I nearly died while trying to take a selfie, and that's it. Ooh, okay. gosh, I, I kind of like all three. That's I want to hear all of them. Can yeah. we spread them out over the next couple episodes, man? Okay. Or can we? Yeah. Or I could try and fly through a couple of them. And yeah. Uh, all right. Why well, I'm, I'm an idiot. very interested Actually, in all of this. Yeah. Why I'm an idiot is super quick. Okay. And yeah. So we're driving, and we're you driving. Let me in your studio. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why it's food. food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Food trumps. Well, Hawaii trumps. That's an alternative fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong. <laughs> it's huge. Huge. <laughs> Tiny hands. Um, <laughs> so we're driving, and I'm not jo- I thought I was being funny. I thought I had the most creative line and joke, not realizing what I did is expose myself as a moron. So we're driving. I see this sign, and it says, like, Johnny's uh, Nursery and Landscaping. And I'm like, you think that Johnny puts the kids to work on the landscaping jobs? And my wife's like, uh I'm like, you know, because it's a nursery and a landscaping place. Isn't that weird? And she's like, you realize that nursery is a term in the world of landscaping. I didn't yeah, know that. It's like the plant thing. You didn't really know. That doesn't make you an idiot. Though. I felt like an idiot. Well, it's, Honestly, if I'd have well, been with you, may, yeah. I'd have been like, oh man, hell yeah. All those five like, years old that, time where they're right. picking a shot. I'm Child with you. labor. I thought it was the funniest that, joke. I'm an idiot that too. That was a <laughs> funny dad joke until you admitted you didn't realize um, that. Like if you yeah. would have just been like, oh yeah, I totally knew. You could have played it off as just a really He's bad right. dad yeah. joke. He's you're right. right. I should have just acted like that. Yeah, I don't think you're an idiot. Well, my wife did. And she brought it up every time we drove by that damn nursery because we drove by it every single Single time. Like, oh, oh, Steven. <laughs> Steven. Yeah, do you think he's putting the kids to work still, yeah. Steve? She <laughs> said that. <laughs> Wyatt married a Wyatt, apparently. Man, she makes him go to the gym. She attacks his self esteem. <laughs> I love her. It's all for the betterment. <laughs> Keeps me grounded. All right. Uh, Making you hard, boy. The Nearly Died is also Giggity. a really quick one, but it was funny. So yeah. we rented bicycles, and, and it was so cool on the east part of the island. Uh, I can't remember the name. One part of the beach was called Donkey Beach, which I thought was awesome. That's amazing. But it, the whole beach has like a trail, and it's all paved. And you can rent some bicycles, like coasters, and just ride a bicycle. Do you think they put the donkeys to work on the uh, beach? Yes. yes. <laughs> and they're also landscaping. They eat the grass. I'm sorry. Please continue. I am an a-hole. <laughs> I'm a total a-hole. So while we're driving, you see, I got to see if I find a picture of it. I mean, some of the most amazing views as you're on a bicycle, which I thought was like so freaking cool. Women in small bikinis? The, overly small bikinis? Yeah, not enough of that, honestly. Really? Do you Sad. see this? Was it a lot of heavy-set women in moo-moos? Is that kind of what was going on? Usually it's <laughs> European dudes in Speedos, man. That's there was all a lot I of, saw. I can look past There was a lot of that. Oh. You notice that the bigger the gut on the dude, the smaller the Speedo, That's too? It's hiding I don't there. know I mean, why you need to talk about me like that when you're sitting <laughs> in the room. I, I'm just saying, as I've gained my last, you know, 40 pounds of gains, <laughs> I've noticed that I just I want to buy a smaller speedo. Every I think it's because we just don't care. Well, you got to show. That's yeah. why you, you have to be able to make yeah. the jokes. Yeah, like, yeah. They'll be like, "Aren't you kind of overweight?" Be like, "No, man, it's a gas tank for my love machine." <laughs> or, <laughs> or when they see you in your speedos, yeah. you know, smuggling snuffleupagus out of the the, the county there, and like, "Well, aren't you a little overweight for that?" Be like, "No, no, no, dude. When you got a tool like this, you got to build a shed." <laughs> over it. Yeah. That's why you wear the small garment, man. Yeah, if man. I weighed 90 pounds, I'd have some umbros on, you know? That's way I'm always like, I'm working on my one pack, babe. I'm working on my one pack. Oh, six pack abs, I got a pony keg. What yeah, kind of man right? you want? It's but, not a bald spot on the top of my head. It's a solar panel to power the sex machine. <laughs> so this is the view that we're seeing while we're on the bicycle. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, right? Jeez, gosh, so, yeah. now are we going to see a mid-crash selfie with the view? <laughs> well, my wife goes, hey, you should take a picture of me while I'm I'm bicycling. I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. At this point, like, you know, they say it's like riding a bicycle. 
Well, riding a bicycle is difficult when you haven't rode a bicycle in a while. Like, at mm-hmm. first, I was, like, really kind of, like, tripping. Like, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I was very afraid of even taking either hand off of the handlebars. Which is a normally a good call there, yeah. So, slowly, the, the, the I'm white practicing. White Knuckle Express. Right. That's how I got the sunburns on my hands. <laughs> so, I did. So weird. Like, the only place I got burnt was on my hands. The palms, the backs of his hands. The back That's of amazing. my hands. That's amazing. And my wife, too, she got it worse. Hers, like, she oh, actually, like, no. had, like, sun, like, it was, like, So, it was, it was from bicycling. Yeah. Oh, she got the swollen because Ooh. we're holding those handlebars, and I think you know we didn't. Reapply. You didn't think of reverse grip? No, we didn't do the reverse grip. Then you'd have sunburn here, you know. But you turn me on when you do that. Yeah, is that on Urban Dictionary? <laughs> reverse grip. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Let's yeah, look I'll, it up. I'll take a picture. So yeah, I got a quick picture of her. There she is on the bike. Oh, there's another nice little I picture. I just want to throw out, like, why didn't you say, "Great idea"? I'm going to stop here, circle back, and ride by me, and then I'd have a ride by, and I go click, 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 and you'd have these amazing photos that aren't your wife veering around a corner, you know, like. Why didn't I bring Glenn with us? Well, well this was, I think cycles ideas. back to item one, which is why I'm an idiot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, well, I got a picture of her. I want a picture, too. Oh, um, Steve. Ugh. Are we about to see a great, terrified I selfie? hope his, his eyes are huge, and you can see kids diving out of the way in the background. You know? So I'm taking it. Now, the picture's not bad. A dead rooster. I got the picture right before... Oh, that's an awesome picture, though. Right. I'll post this on the Migs... Uh, that's an incredible uh, shot. Twitter, at the Migscast. I'll be sure to that's the Bruiser Brody oh, album cover, great. right? Yeah, that so is I'm like, cool. I'm having a, that's I got, a great I got picture. one before that, and then I got that one. And at that moment, all of a sudden, now we're heading downhill, <laughs> and I'm not paying attention to what's in front of me. Oh, geez. And we're about to hit a bridge. That goes, oh, this, this, is, this is some Wile E. Coyote stuff right here. <laughs> like, so I'm straight, holding uh, this, and I'm like, I look, and I'm like, Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. And I'm trying to figure out, at that moment of panic, I'm like, I don't know how to stop this bike. I forgot. All you have to do is pedal backwards. So I'm like, Oh, it's not handbrakes? No. no. So now I'm squeezing the handlebars, even though they don't do Ah! anything. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) And now I'm going faster, and I'm like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mind you, my wife has not turned around at all while this is going She's on. She's used to hearing you scream in the background, man. <laughs> oh, Steven. After the fact, she goes, I didn't even want to see what was happening. I told her, because she told me, don't take a selfie. Don't take a selfie. Oh, I man. told you, Steven. And she's even like, why didn't you just stop the bike and take a selfie? Nobody can tell you're riding the bike with the picture that you took. I actually can. I think that photo's amazing, dude. So now I'm like, I take my foot off, and, and now my, my, my sandal, because I'm not wearing sneakers, I have a sandal on, it, it, it flips inside out, and now I'm scraping with my toes. Oh, no. And now I'm like, ow, 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 And then, bam, I go right into the bridge. Luckily, it hit, like, the pole. Did you dump the brake? Oh, you dumped it. You wrecked. Well, luckily, nothing got damaged, though. But you wrecked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you pay the extra $3 on that bike insurance? Incredible. <laughs> oh, That's okay. why nothing, nothing is damaged. I'm going to tie one more thing around to, to point one at the oh, beginning. Steve being an idiot. You wore... Sandals, sandals on a on bicycle. A <laughs> yes. That's like well riding a motorcycle done. barefoot. Yes. Why would you? I don't even do want to see your toes right now. I can just imagine. It's okay. Oh, it's really? Just a, there was just a little like blood blister on one of them, but otherwise it was fine. I think the sandal took the imp- The sandal is like all scraped up. 
Oh, man. Jeez. Mark you, Harris told me about this when he was a kid. He rode his big wheel down the big hill by Arnett Terrace where he lived. <laughs> He's a little kid, no shoes on, and he panicked, and the little brake was just sliding because the wheels were, you know, plastic. Yeah. And he panicked and just put his feet down and just burned oh, all the skin right off yeah. of his feet. Oh, and then worst. when he couldn't take anymore, he picked his feet up, and the bottom of that hill at Arnett Terrace ends in a curb. And then on the other side of that curb, there's a steel railing and about a six-foot drop into the yards below. And wow. he's in a yard. Oh, he hit that on his big wheel, luckily went through the, 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 the it's like a steel pole style fence, so he didn't fracture his skull Jesus. and landed in the neighbor's yard. Like probably going, ah! Wow. That's Mark Harris. Harris. He hasn't really gotten much more common sense since then. <laughs> I mean, he's really the same guy. No wonder why Mark and I get along so well. feet down. Clearly very stupid, <laughs> yeah. both of us. I put actually a, a biking story, and I'll keep it super short. No worries. Before I got my first I'm 10 full, speed. so I'm okay with you. No, my man, yeah. Thanks, Wyatt. My sister had a 10 speed. She had neglected and ignored her 10 speed, but I wanted a 10 speed. I didn't have one yet. My buddies had 10 speeds. I think my birthday was coming. Mom and dad planned to hook me up. You get the the, the mm-hmm. idea. But I wanted to ride the 10 speed down to my buddy Chris Yo's Reacts house. And so I grabbed Heather's bike, which was in disrepair and neglected and been kind of just sitting in the backyard forever. And it was raining that day. So I went sort of to you know the end of Wilson Drive, and I turned right, and Chris's house literally was at the bottom of that hill. So the, the, this large hill comes down, and then there's a road that intersects that, creating a T intersection, and Chris's yard is beyond that, and then Chris's house. So I'm on that hill, and I'm really hauling, and I'm having a ball, and I hit the brake, and nothing happened. Mm. So, whoa. Well, the rims are soaking wet, and the brakes are in disrepair, so it's clutching oh, the wheel, but nothing's, nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going after the back brake, the back brake, nothing, the front brake, the front brake, nothing. And, you know, 10 speeds have the, the brakes up top, and then the brakes on the thing. I'm trying both of those. Finally, I put my hand kind of on, like what on a motorcycle would be, the triple tree. So I put my hand in the middle, grabbed the bike lever with my right hand, the brake lever, and I'm pulling it up above the handlebar, just trying to get those just things to, to squeeze the wheel. Yeah, right. any friction at all. All while I'm gaining speed. Oh, Jesus. Just hauling, man. Oh. Are you wearing sandals? <laughs> Negative. Okay. Even though I'm a moron, I was smarter than that. <laughs> I might be a moron, but not a dumb idiot. I, like I you. did. It, you know, this was in the '80s, so I whipped out my 35 millimeter camera to try to get a selfie. <laughs> you know, my camcorder the size of a bazooka, a light yeah. anti-tank weapon. I pulled right. out to get a selfie. Which took worse audio quality than a cell phone. Oh these yeah, days. you know. Um, but so then it occurs to me, okay, I'm not going to be able to stop. So let's go faster. Um, I, I I acquiesce to that, like okay. And then it's like if a car comes through, I'm dead. So now I'm just scanning the street, left, Jesus. right, left, right, trying to make sure that if a car comes through, they don't kill me because I know that my next move is when I get to Chris's yard. That's wet grass. And I'll just bail. I'll yeah. just jump off the bike. And that's the reason this memory was triggered, because you were telling me what happened. And I'm thinking, did you just jump off the bike? I should have. Maybe. Well, with the sandals, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so it, it nice all went sandals. to plan. I mean, I was, Crocs. this is a long hill. I mean, I was really, really hauling the mail by the time I got to the bottom. I crossed the street. I got to Chris's yard. And I sort of pushed with my feet and my hands to get out from under the bike. Now, the next thing I knew, it was sort of a blur. The, the bike was kind of uh, metallic blue and rusty, mm-hmm. and it was sort of a blur of wheels and metallic blue frame kind of swirling around me, and I could hear sounds like, ah, ah, ah. I didn't know where those sounds were coming from, yeah, coming but from, I could hear them. Yeah. And then I realized that I had somehow become tangled in the bike, oh, God. and everything that was happening was very bad. So I thought, you know, if I just hold out my arms and legs, maybe it'll somehow stabilize. <laughs> And so I start to put my arms and legs out. The bike is beating me to death. At that point, I felt this terrible pain. Chris's front yard 
had this large tree in it, and his father, Walt, had, had cut that tree off very low to the grass. And then what you do is you drill holes in that, and you fill that full of motor oil, and it kills the roots, and you can pull the stump easily. This is Appalachian technology. You people don't know these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm learning something new today in the mix, cat. I slid across <laughs> that stump on my back. <laughs> It pulled my shirt up, peeled me like a banana, just oh. took the skin right off my back. And again, I'm still hearing this. I don't, I'm pretty sure now that these sounds are coming out of my body. Yeah. I slid through his hedges and into the side of his house. I mean, mangled in the bike. I'm through his hedges. Bad. I mean, I was in a lot of pain. So I crawl out from under the bike, every elbow, wrist, I am brush burns, but they're all stained green from the grass. <laughs> so it's like not road rash, but yard rash. It's yeah. like so this mint green condition. That's, it's like a that's dog just, who just rolled. Yeah, the lawn. you know how you wipe it off and it oozes. So you wipe it off and it's stark white, and then the blood just oozes yeah. back through. He looks like the Incredible Hulk's klutz here. Oh, yes. <laughs> so uh, Chris had this amazing back porch where me, uh, me, him, and my friend Greg Stangle, the three of us were just brothers. Oh, Stangle, we know that. Oh guy. yeah, GJ, Greg. Stangle, man. But I went around the back, and they're on his porch, and they saw me, and just jaws fell open, eyes wide open. And they're like, you know, dude. And I'm like, hey, guys, I just want to pop around and, and say, you know, that I was here, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and go home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, back like, up the hill. They're like, what happened? I'm like, <laughs> I rode my sister's 10-speed down, and I, I wrecked into the side of Chris's house. And they're like... You what? And I'm like, I hit right below the bay window. I went through his shrubs. <laughs> I don't think Chris, tell your mom I'm sorry, but I'm gonna and I'm like quivering, you know, I'm oh, quivering because yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm bordering on shock, and oh, I'm just quivering. Sure. I'm like, I'm gonna go ahead and, and just go home, you guys. And I walked around and I gathered up my sister's bike, oh, and I mean, dude, the wheel frames were bent, it's destroyed. So I rolled this total Sanford and Son wobbly bike <laughs> all the way back home. You know, I never cried, but my bottom lip was quivering like Mach seven, dude. It was like a dog's ear and a wind in like. When it, the dog yeah. sticks his head out the window, my bottom lip was quivering so hard, and my hands were shaking. Then I had to go home and take the hydrogen peroxide and scrub uh, all the grass. That's the worst oh, part, dude. And it's just bubbling, just just digging the grass out of my elbows and my knees. I think I was wearing uh. shorts and a t-shirt. Oh yeah, of course. So uh, your cycling story triggered that, that is insane. That. Though. <laughs> yeah, I love the sound effect that you made. It, oh. made, it made me think of did you guys. Ooh. Did you guys hear the uh, when when Adele freaked out? Because a mosquito like, got in her mouth, like bit <laughs> no! her. No. Okay, so she's live. She's performing live somewhere, and she freaks out when a mosquito, like I guess, bites her. It's like a big one, though. There it's, you like, go. it's like my pinky fingers draining her blood. <laughs> <laughs> Was she being funny? No, she was freaking out. Yeah, I think she was really I've heard freaking the, out. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are just, those are woman noises freaking out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what I sounded like when I slid through Chris's yard. Oh no, here comes Cannon. Boom! <laughs> 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 right through the side of the house. Yeah, because that's the thing is the it didn't occur to me when I came up with this sort of, you know, this uh, devil may care plan or whatever, like this is how this is gonna work. It didn't occur to me that wet wet grass is slick. Yeah, oh so yeah. So when I hit that grass, I didn't slide to a stop, man. I like I don't think you I even picked up more speed. Yeah, I didn't even slow down, dude. Yeah. And I went right through his hedges and it, me and that bike hit the side of his house going 
probably 15, 20 miles an hour, which doesn't sound <laughs> did, did you? <laughs> now, did your back hit that tree stump? Yeah, I was on my back at that point, and the, the bike, the tumble had stopped, and the bike was now sort of on top of me, still beating me senseless. <laughs> but I was sliding on my back as I put my arms and legs out to stop the tumble. Yeah. So I slid across that stump on on my back. Did it like it, it pulled my it, oh it pulled my t-shirt up and the edge of the stump just, just, <laughs> it just peeled the skin off my back. Yeah. It peeled me. You know you know when you do that like it turns the skin into like a little like a fruit roll up. Yeah. It's like a little flesh fruit fruit roll up. I had like seven of those at the top oh, of my shoulder. God. Just and peeled my back. If you're dude. making me hungry by describing this. <laughs> bananas and fruit roll ups. I'm ready to eat again. So I, I I mean the closest I got to that and this is super quick. When I was in Hawaii, I snuck in to a very, very, very nice hotel that has a very nice water park within it. My man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, the Grand Wailea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, they have this just bitchin' um, uh, water slide that takes you down right into the ocean. Uh, someone had been doing maintenance and dropped a hammer onto, oh, no. onto the water slide. So <laughs> I go to go down this Why water slide... And the the hammer had gone down the slide. The problem is it had spiked up a piece of fiberglass. So I went down this slide. And now this had happened apparently right before I went down. And it slit me up my entire back. So it went from from my butt crack to the back of my head. You got a new butt crack. And so I didn't realize what had happened (laughs) because shock had set in right away. So I'm in the ocean. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I look around me and I notice... All the water's turning red. Yeah. Here come the sharks. On. Yeah, right? So, and, and, you know, it's weird, though. We, we oddly have enough. We have audio from what happened. And yeah. th- this is what, what it sounds like. What did it sound like? <laughs> and then all you hear is... Curse splash. Yeah. So that wasn't a whole lot of fun. Well, here's the back wounds. Yeah. Here's the high velocity back wounds. Back wounds and Hawaii. There, I just tied it right up. Everything's coming full circle. See, that's why Steve's selfie's awesome, because if Wyatt or I had captured that moment, it would have been these faces of terror and pain. Mine was a moment of happiness. Yeah, yours is rad. It made me feel nice, man. It was like touching a rainbow. I'm like Skittles, bro. I'm like Skittles. Why don't we do our voicemails, our emails, and our text messages? It's the Yeah, jeez. It's like every time you guys are forced to have to listen to me sing. Oh, I'm an even bigger fan now. Like, I thought she was okay before. Yeah, now, she sounds like she's a cool chick. I want that ringtone, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, when my wife calls me, I want my phone to do that. Then it suddenly fades in. That's yeah, my exactly favorite part. She's just driving part. by. Screaming. And I'm imagining the front of the house engineer going like, man, maybe I should have muted the mic, but oh, that was priceless. <laughs> it's, it's like the beginning of Immigrant Song. And it was from a freaking mosquito. A mosquito did that. Now, well, I mean, to her credit. What mosquito was it? Was it like a size of CeeLo? The mosquito. The mosquito is the most deadly animal on the planet. I mean, oh, to give her a mosquito. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, just to... 
<laughs> it gets better the more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like just pitch a bag of snakes on the next stage at the next show I see to see if I can duplicate that somehow, man. Watch, he's like, "Yo, bro, what's that all about?" And just kicks the snake. <laughs> <laughs> but then <laughs> you throw a fly out there, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch the video of that because the video's gotta be awesome. She just seems cool. Like she was just in the news because she like yelled at the security people because the security people were telling people at her concert to sit down. She's like, "Stop it!" Yeah, no. no. She just seems like a badass. I'm not a fan of her music whatsoever. I recognize that Adele or Sia, Sia, Sia. No, it was Adele. It's Adele. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw her concert via Periscope. Were there any mosquitoes present? No. I think she's great. It looked great. I'll be the lone wolf in this room that thinks that Adele is incredible. I think she's talented. I just don't like her songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the songwriting is is kind of regurgitated drack, but the the vocal ability is fantastic. If she could somehow work this sound. Into one of her songs. It's got to be like the DJ mix or something. (laughs) (laughs) Next next window pane record, I swear, if I get a guitar solo, I'm going to use that (laughs) as the setup for my solo. (laughs) And people are like, dude, I wonder how he made that sound. You know, like, I'm just going to drop it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got a text message. Guys, have you heard the new Linkin Park song? I am more and more getting annoyed by this band. I'm a okay, I kind of might Did need we to start leave. that? Did we start that from the day that we just made fun of them? Like with the whole. I don't know, but like. Shut up! Are they talking about heavy? Heavy's really bad. No, this is the new oh, one. Oh, so I haven't heard the new one. Heavy's real. Heavy's okay. awful. Is it good? Oh, awful. it's bad. All right, I'll give you a taste of heavy. This is heavy. So their new album's going to be called One More Light. And the All the new songs are written by the DJ. Right now. Really? This is Linkin Park? No, you said the DJ was not nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. This yeah. isn't Linkin Park. This is the new single. Yeah, one of the new singles from. What? Discomfort in the Oh, well, maybe they'll get to something. This is them with a singer by the name of Kiara. What is this? Right? They're going through their usher phase. <laughs> Con- c- confirmed it makes the song better. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I like it now. <laughs> Am I the only one laughing this hard? I swear to God, I'm the only one laughing this hard, man. I'm in tears. Everyone else has a straight face. This song is so bad. (laughs) Sing to me, Steve. Sing to me. Bring it. Come on. I think for me, it's just a little sad because Linkin Park, you guys may have never really cared for that band that much. No, I love Linkin Park. This makes me sad. Their first two records really got me into rock music. So, this is not, this this, isn't Linkin Park at all. This feels like the death of my childhood. This is like, this is Taylor Swift BS here, man. It's like they basically told all their fans to go piss off. And like, I'm a a Yeah, who's going to buy this record? Not not Lincoln Park. Because their fans want heavy rocking yeah. right. stuff. I want shut up when you talk to me. Yeah, kind of stuff. exactly. Well, yeah. and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, I get yeah. a band evolves. I have no problem. I, That's I, true. I necessarily don't love more a lot of their more recent stuff. But I'm like, okay, they're trying to sound a little bit like you yeah, two. That's not LV. That's total recreation. That's not yeah, Lincoln Park. That's like a Madonna movie. That's you know, you should but have a Madonna new could recreate herself because it was still all within the same genre. They have switched genres. So here's the thing. You hear that and you're like, that's bullcrap. 
the newer song is even more bullcrap. Really? Not and it's, and, okay, first song's called ba- uh, Heavy. You're like, okay, I'm expecting something heavy. And then what do we get? This crap, right? This whole. Okay, so, so what's the new one called? The new one is called Battle Symphony. So when I saw the name of it this That's morning, epic. I'm like, okay, Battle Symphony. It's going to be angry. I'm excited. Have Adele queued up and ready. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so here's Battle Symphony by Linkin Park. Are you there, Tupac? <laughs> Fire their guitarist or something? What? They want no, no, no. They want to be Imagine Dragons. They went, hey, look, maybe if we try this dubstep thing. Imagine Dragons had at least one kind of harder song so far. Oh, Imagine Dragons had more balls than this. Yeah. Didn't watch his. So one homeboy was in Stone Cold Pilots for a minute, and he returned to his own band to do this. Right. I bet the DeLeo brothers are like, man, we gotta do an intervention. Yes. You know, like this is the, like Eric Kretz and, and the DeLeo tragic. brothers are gonna go help him. This saddens me, man. I really do like Linkin Park, but like the this, first two records were a massive piece of my youth, man. And this is really, I, I get evolution. Oh God! Can you drop drop it down there, please, for me? <laughs> Change your name, man. I like it so much better. Like Change that. the name. Yeah, absolutely. Now call yourselves. Now they're just call parked. Your, call yourself One <laughs> Direction, Washington no, Avenue. Parked. Washington Avenue. Lincoln has parked. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Guitar player quit? I hope so. <laughs> the more I hear it, the Barely more musical it. it becomes. Barely helps it. This is rough. It's just it's just butt. It's just butt. It's bad pop music. It's not even like good pop music. Like, it sounds like like One Republic. Like one of the like this the filler songs on their record. It well, sounds how like did their label bored? not go, guys. Hey, listen, we can't put this out. We, we can't put this out as a Lincoln Park record. What are you doing? Right. Either that or some of their label was like brilliant. The masses will totally consume this. As they you have no are, idea what they are listening exactly, to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Get ready to cross well, over Lincoln yeah. Park. And I know that Chester's had his fair share of vocal issues, uh, which I totally feel for him on that, because um, I know he's had to have a lot of surgery. To it's uh, okay. Working. He doesn't have to scream. And, and I get if you want to do a record guitar. that's mostly clean <laughs> yeah. singing, you know, that's, that's fine. totally fine. Um, but that's just sad. It's really sad. Their guitar player, is. Uh, did he just not show up for work that day? He's the yeah. one that wears the headphones all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he's listening to Brad something else. Delson. Yeah. yeah, he's listening to something else there. Dude, like, I was talking to, it makes me think, I was talking to Eric Snyder, um, you know, the Second Coming show. And yeah. It's just great to see Eric ripping some guitar. And he explained that, you know, totally amicably, but he's moving on from the crying spell because the crying spell has gotten to a point. He's like, I don't play guitar in that band. I'm like, very yeah. synth heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. like being the guitarist mm-hmm. in Depeche Mode. Until they play Personal Jesus, you're just standing there. What yep. fun is that? And so Eric was, and Eric's a tremendous guitar player. And, and he said it was all amicable, and there's lots of love, amicable. But he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving on from that band. He's like, dude, I, 
I just I, I don't play guitar in that band. I don't do anything in that band. So yeah, I'm glad to see Eric doing Steel. Uh, well, he does Iron Dragon, which is like their Steel Panther thing, and they're killer. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I got cool stuff to tell you about all that. But um, yeah, because I think you guys have a show coming up with them, right? Um, not us, but I'm. They're doing a. You know how Steel Panther does Monday nights at the Key? Iron Dragon is going to be doing a stay at the Crocodile, where once a month they're going to have two up and coming hot artists play with them and then do the Iron Dragon show, which is not only their humorous, you know, kind of hair metal thing, and they have some originals and stuff, but they also, like, I saw them the other night, and they covered, like, um, In the Still of the Night, and I mean, nailed it. And then they played the final countdown, which was amusing. Nice. Yeah, you're, you're kind of giggling until you realize they're destroying they're, yeah, they're, it. Yeah. They're so good. So, um, you know, yeah, anyway, that's it's good. Eric's really Are they going to cover a Battle Symphony by Linkin Park? Probably not. Probably not. No. I'm, like, depressed now. It's a bummer, dude. Yeah, this morning, I first heard this song this morning, and I was, like, le- legit, like, taken aback by it. Like, this is not... Like, the first single, I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just trying to cross over, but the rest of the record's going to kick ass. And then I hear that song, I'm like, oh, that's dude, the direction. And that's that is, the direction. That is so weird, because... Their guitar player must be really bummed. Yeah, right? And how are they going to tour? What are they going to do? Play nothing off the new album? Yeah. Because... Or if they play, play that stuff, they I mean, have a what DJ are they going to do? That hit play, and then oh, the man. guitarist could go to the back yeah. and maybe, get a blow. May, you know maybe what? they just did a CD of interludes, so while they're going to their next song, they can play that, and you know, you can go well, to the bathroom. If they yeah. perform that Let's song, try, that, go that, get a beer. That's yeah. the popcorn song. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> it really is. You'll have time to age yeah. noticeably at the Sinfire Lounge <laughs> as you're neglected. Long line at the bar, no problem. Play a couple songs off the new record. Just don't stand behind Glenn, you know. And see, May 18th, a new record by Linkin Park comes out. Yeah. Well, and if you think back i mean i don't think lincoln park has ever had live drums on a record of theirs i mean they're which that's been trendy in the new millennium and stuff yeah yeah, to do the program drums which i think really kills the good sound of records Typically, I agree. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm saying that in front of. Uh, I a wish great people would program well. more drums. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love um, raw, loud drums. Yeah, yeah, my wife is really into industrial music, and there isn't a single live drum in no, any of no. that. So I'm kind of sitting here. But I'm even, like, oh, it's killing. Those me. bands are smart enough to get a drummer. I, I remember seeing it was friends of mine had a project, and they were using an iPod to play their drum loops. And I went and saw them live a couple times. They were friends of mine. And you had a bass player, a guitar player, and a singer on stage with a bunch of lighting effects and backdrops. And they jumped around like they were playing the last show of their life. And it was still the most boring yeah. live music. I was like, don't you get that this doesn't work? If you want to use sequence drums, great. But you need a guy up there hitting the brass and hitting the skins to let people know that this is supposed to feel energetic. If you were dancing and singing pop or rapping... sure. People are used to that, but this was industrial. That's weird. And there was no drummer, and they just had an iPod, and I'm like, I know it sounds great, but this is the most horrifically boring, terrible show, and it flo- that project floundered so fast one of my f- that it just dissolved. One of my favorite industrial bands, KMFDM, uh, will bring out like the full band. They got the guitarist and all all that stuff, but they make sure and have the drummer, and it's just it it, it leads that because you don't get that same uh, gut, the, the gut feeling, the energy, yeah, and yeah. the energy and the of element the of danger. A drummer brings that element of things can fall apart. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> even if they're playing to a click track, it just still gives you like hell nine inch nails. Even on, yeah. a, even oh, yeah. on an yeah. arena level, you go see nine inch nails if there wasn't a guy back there hitting the skins it'd be boring the yeah. energy wouldn't translate the same I way yeah. even though sonically and he might even be you know he could be running triggers on all those shells that's the funny part you could have a drummer up there playing and not even mic'd playing along to the already pre-recorded drum beats 
but for some reason, visually, there's a vibe that you get yeah, by yeah, a drummer there. I would not be. What you need. I, I'm with you. I'd be bored out of my mind if there was years no drummer ago, on stage. Years ago, my buddy uh, Rob Smooter came through town, and he was doing monitors for Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Dude, you want to come down?" I'm like, "Absolutely." So we went and got. <laughs> I want to see that sausage. We got trashed, and then we went and I hung out. Wait. I hung out at the side of house mix position, which was great, and watched the Britney Spears concert. And boy, was she adorable. I mean, that was that era. And um, she had a full live band on stage playing wow. with all her dancers and everything. And they had sets, you know, little lockers and stuff. But they had a band. And so I turned to Keith and I'm like, so what's the deal? And he's like, well, dude, you know, they've got, you know, Dats running at all times. So the drummer could stop, just stop playing and the show would continue. That said, they are in the mix. They're live. All those boys are up there playing. But the Dats are there to stabilize it for the dance routines and sure. everything. He's like, but seriously, the guitar player could stop and the show wouldn't stop. But he's playing. And I'm like, that's rad. And I'm sure it was the same thing when she was like, look, I could get up there. I get up there and dance around, but I think having a band would help translate the energy of the material. It makes the live and show a live show. Not that I own yeah, a Brit- yeah, I, I don't absolutely. own a Britney Spears record, but yes, it made the live show a Dude, live when we show. We saw Jay Z. My wife was not excited about going. I was pumped. Obviously, I <laughs> did bought you the bring tickets. Out a live band? Li- full live band See? at the oh, Key Arena. That's really? killer. That's ten, cool. We were ten rows back. I bought them through the fan club yeah. pre-sale, and I was like so excited. And my, I'm like, come on, go with my girlfriend at the time. But now my wife and and she was like, all right, probably gonna be boring hip hop. Like, what's he gonna do up there? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think he was gonna. When he came out with a full band. I left so like that was one of the greatest. I bet shows it was I've killer. And I she bet it left. was killer. She's like, what year I'm was glad this? We, just like maybe seven years ago. Okay, at the Key Arena. Okay, that's a good era for Jay Z. Oh yeah, I, I personally was, believe that Jay Z is the best bang for your buck when it comes to hip hop. Personally, oh, so. I don't disagree at yeah. all. And especially around that time, it was uh, not not the Ninety Nine Problems album, but the album that had the red. Um, like Jewel Box, I can't remember. American Gangster, oh, American yeah, yeah. Gangster American was one of them. I think, I think it was so. during that tour, but it was yeah. amazing. Full band, add so much. Oh, it does. And you know what? I don't know if he really was playing anything. It doesn't matter. It does. There's something about yeah. psychologically. Yeah. I remember uh, this was years back, and it was just one of those those things where we were working with a cat that worked with Union Entertainment Group. We didn't get much out of that relationship, but one of the things he did give us is, you know, he watched us. We did a private show for him just to check us out, and he was like, "Hey, man, so." Here's one thing I'm noticing. He said, you guys are great. Everything's killer. He's like, but let me just throw this out there. You guys have got these old Marshall stacks. You're dressed kind of street. You're you're not superstars. You're kind of audience. You know? And we're like, yeah, that's exactly what we want. We're all kind of, kind of about re- real and integrity. And, you know, and he's like, so here, and you got these low-slung Les Pauls, and it's all rock and roll muscle car. And your bass player is playing a Warwick Corvette. And we were like, yeah. And he's like, well, that's a new metal bass. Either that or you should be on stage with Dave Matthews. That bass looks weird you guys have les pauls around your ankles he's playing a warwick corvette it doesn't the audience doesn't know why it's not rock and roll they just know that something doesn't fit something is off and we went really and he was like he should be playing a fender p or j or maybe a ricky 4001 but you've got to get rid of that new metal bass i'm telling you you do that and you tell me get back to me and you tell me if you notice any kind of a difference so right after that, I found Mark, that beautiful J that he plays to this day. And I'm like, dude, Love I found you. Bass. And Mark started out playing J basses. It was just over the years. And then he played Ricky 4001s for a while. Then he played some Ibanezes for a while. And then he really wanted a Warwick. They're beautiful basses. So he played those because sure. they're, they're beautiful, well-made basses. Yeah. He got a J bass. And I swear to God, um, the very next show and all the shows that followed, the fishbowl effect on his side of the stage is what I call it when people stay back from the stage. They watch the show, but they don't come right up front to rock out with you. Mm-hmm. That was eliminated on his side of the stage. Weird. People gravitated towards his, because now 
huh, he fit. It's kind of like the way I see when I see a muscle car, but someone puts those idiotic 26-inch rims on them, and I'm Truck like, <laughs> I'm like I, I, know, I know that in some cultures you think that works, but as a guy that loves muscle cars, that just doesn't work. And we didn't realize that it was something that subtle. Bro, I, it's, uh, it's, uh, with but drummers, too. I saw the audience. I saw the audience's mm-hmm. vibe on the left side of our stage change That's as a result so of him not crazy. playing a bass that in their mind says, well, that bass is kind of a new metal bass, or that's the kind of bass that Dave Matthews' ba- band bass player plays. And with Tony and I playing those Les Pauls hung around our ankles, it was affecting our, our image. It was like, like Limp Bizkit's bassist joined Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. It, it just didn't. And so it's one of those things. Which I'd that, like to hear, actually. It's, it's, yeah. it's, and I was, like, you know, I was like, dude, honestly, thanks. You, you were really spot on with that. And I didn't expect it. I mean, none of us really, we were like, what, are you kidding? But, and it's one of those things. So going to see a show, like a hip hop artist could go out there with a DJ and put on a great show. But it's that subtle thing. The audience doesn't know why it's better. Yep. It just is, mm-hmm. and that's the, like Jay Z with a full band. As opposed to seeing Fifty Cent, who's using like the same sound effect box we use on our morning show. Yeah. Not joking. That was like really? he had all of his songs programmed <laughs> right in that, and he would just hit a button, and that would start the next song. And it was, well, like, I'm sure it cuts his weird. touring budget in half. Oh, but for I, sure. But if you went and saw that same Fifty Cent show with a live band, you'd be like, "Whoa, that was incredible!" No, I mean, I'd still be talking about it like I do. Even if it was all still, <laughs> yeah. even if it was all still playback. 100%. Yeah. Psychologically, still have that machine right there and hitting the button. Dude, oh, yeah. psychologically, there's. There's subtle, subtle things. I see it with bands like where I'm like the drummer. I'm obviously I always hyper focus on the drummer. But you see a drummer who's got like a full like Neil Peart from Rush type drum setup with like multiple toms, a billion cymbals, roto toms, and you're like, wow, that's an ex- impressive setup. But then the band plays like songs that sound like their Nirvana songs, and you're like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It it, it looks he, weird. Yeah. He is playing everything right. He's an amazing drummer. It sounds right if I close my eyes, but when I'm watching it, it feels like a prog rock drummer is trying to play yeah. with a loud pop punk band. It just band. doesn't make sense. It'd be like going to see a band covering nothing but Nirvana, but the guy's playing an Ibanez gem and he's wearing it way up high on his yeah, chest. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't figure out why this is sort of dorky, but it is. So it's and you're like, man, they're, they're nailing it. I love the band, but something's, you know. And Live you, music is visual just as you, much as his audio. It is. You yeah. may not even know that something is striking you is a bit dorky, but. Yeah, it's but very true, man. Back in my Peter Parker days, I mean, we'd play a lot of shows, and we'd have good ones and bad ones, and I was always like, this is awesome, you know, when they were good shows. But then we met a guy who did lights, and he's like, I'll do your lights for like 10, 15 bucks every show, if you guys want me to. And he was just this, he was like an older guy. I think he just liked hanging out with these, like a young group of goo dudes and party and hang out at like the after parties. It's not like a chicken hawk kind of thing. No. <laughs> it could have been, but he didn't get anything, <laughs> at least not with me. I don't know. If the other guy. <laughs> but like, so we we're like, fine, fine, do lights. It changed the show. Oh, yeah tenfold the audience even said this is the best show i've ever seen you guys play and i'm like well why is that and then i realized oh crap we have a light guy and something so simple as opposed to just having like a couple lights on and every once in a while they change Mm -hmm. because the light guy that works at the club's like oh i guess i should change it to blue dude migs fest we had uh paul hudson we had anytime we can have paul hudson mix us we do yep um and at migs fest we had todd peschlikai come down and he was our ld that's right we've had mike allen from queensryche ld for us quite a bit um and yeah dude even back in the day playing the showbox market we'd use the house ld but i would bring in additional lights and not much to them but those little sparkle pin spot lights Mm -hmm. i'd bring four of those we'd tuck them under the front of stage riser and angle them up and i'd call them be like hey is your Hazer loaded. 
No, we've been out of Haze Juice for a while. Okay, and I would bring down a fogger. And you would see photos of every other band that played that night playing a packed showbox market, and it, looked, and it was cool. Then you'd see the photos of us, and oh. it was a cut above because I drug out four little lights that took 30 seconds to plug in and a fogger and just set it on mist to go off every five minutes. And you see the photos of us, and you're like, whoa. Like big rock well, yeah, Dude, yeah. now there's a rock band, man. <laughs> and it was the same stage, same lights, same show. Yeah, dude. But there was, it, it's, it's performance, man. You're an entertainer. You are an entertainer. It's it's all the quality of the performance. Man. Now we got to um, step up our game before showbox. <laughs> well, why it was saying earlier, man? Well, and we probably won't do that this coming up. The I box got some flashlights, man. Don't worry. But dude, you know, you're talking about coming on with intro music. That's a sub. Most bands get on stage. Hey, Dan, don't forget to tip your bartender. And they're off playing. We've always used dude, an intro at every dude, show. I, every every show, like it's a massive concert. Yeah, window That's pane. How I always we always it. we always come on to some kind of an intro, and it's sometimes even my bandmates are like, "Ah, oh, man, why don't we just walk on and play?" And I'm like, "Dude, I get how gritty rock and roll that is, but for me, if we were doing the key, yeah, it'd be rad for the lights to come up and us just to walk on stage. Hey, guys, what's up?" Like, that would be, whoa, oh, man, this is so street cred, down to earth. Yeah. That, I think, would work. But at a club level, you know, here comes the blonde. Oh, my goodness. You're getting, you know, you got yeah. to fight to make it special, man. Well, It's worth it. it. It's it, worth it. It sets the tone. I mean, from one thing that I think that my band did well was from the drop. At our first show, we had, like, backdrops, and we had uh, lighting that was our own. And we used a show intro. Yeah. And that, to me, was super important to have that very professional setting. And people really bought into people that. Because it. How do yeah. you know Metallica is about to play? Right. Uh, really easy. Spaghetti Western music Because Ecstasy of Gold comes on, and everybody knows that they're about to hear Creeping Death. Dude, one of my favorite yeah. live bands I remember from back in the day. Remember Alien Crime Syndicate? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Actually featuring the bassist of Bruiser Brody, those Jeff guys, Those guys <laughs> put on a show, man. I mean, I, I remember the Alien Crime Syndicate backdrop. They had the big ACS, like It Kiss. was a big wooden frame that was lit with ACS with oh, giant white geez. lights in it. And Jeff controlled it with that a pedal. That thing was... But you'd, you'd, be, you'd, see, that at, you'd see that at Loden and be like, really? And then during the set, You'd be like, really? Yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, off the yeah, hook, yeah, yeah. man. Bro, it was to, off the we hook. We played so many shows with them, and I always loved that moment because Jeff controlled the ACS, and he also controlled the smoke machines and yeah. pedals. And Jeff was doing all. We might have to bust it off of Bruce Brody, the smoke machine. Um, <laughs> right when like they hit like a big note to start off their show, boom! The he hit that light, and it was bright as f, and it was just like it was blinding, and yeah. it was like. Oh my God, I'm watching the indie rock version of Kiss. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> yeah. Even if you didn't like, and I love their songs. Like, I still love that band. But, like, even if you didn't like their songs, I don't think you could walk away feeling like you didn't have a great time and well, you didn't get your money's You'd worth. walk away, if that was the case, you'd walk away going, you know, I really like the music, but man, it was a hell of a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Undoubtedly, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was pretty no. damn cool. Uh, we got another text, 253 271 4787. Hello, my, well, three, it, says, it, should, it should be four today. Thank mm-hmm. you, Wyatt and Dix. Uh, hello, my three <laughs> amigos of Mayhem. I've been catching up on the podcast and listened to all January episodes recently. Wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being silly and weird after silly and weird and heartfelt and loving. Thank you. Yeah. And I know that if I'm going through a hard time and I can escape for an hour or so and listen to the mix cast, it's from Jess. P.S. I hope your friend Sarah is doing well. She's doing great. That's I saw awesome. that. That's oh, great. I saw pictures of her at a recent hockey tournament um, in Boston. Big smile on her face. We got to hang out recently. Um, she's doing great. Killer. And there's a lot of love for her. And thank you for everyone who has. Oh, we've gotten a lot of like random emails through or texts on the MIG, on the station line just asking how she is. And she's doing awesome. That's so great. Thank you very much. For right that. on. Um, this is a good one. I like this. Uh, on Fallon last night, he had Paris Jackson. This is an email. Uh, the MIGScast at gmail.com. He had Paris Jackson on the show. 
and he did a thing where he asked her a couple of questions about her firsts. I thought it'd be interesting to hear your answers to these questions. Also, please tell Glenn that their record and the Migscast is helping me keep my head on straight as I've been in a rut lately. Thank you, guys, and thank you, Windowpane. P.S. When is Bruiser Brody's first show? <laughs> Migscast Faithful will be there in full force. Stay positive from Grant. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Grant. That's right awesome. On, That's always yeah. good to hear. That's when really great the to music hear. And Appreciate the that, brother. So I found the clip uh, that he was talking about, and Jimmy Fallon did have Michael Jackson's kid on, which is okay, crazy. Yeah, wow. This is going to make you feel old. because Really? Mean, so that's who that is? Wait till you hear the voice. It's it's. What is that? Oh, that's that's okay. Sorry, my phone was vibrating too. It's fine. I just, I, I got why it's not an airplane mode. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, for the win, my right. man, Steve Mick. So let's not listen to the. We'll 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 listen to the questions. We'll answer them, and we'll see what Paris answers. So here's uh, this little bit that uh, Fallon does called firsts. First album or CD. All right, so here we go. Ooh. Rev. Uh, Huey Lewis and the New Sports. Okay. What? Oh, am I a part of this? Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to encroach on your territory. No, you're, uh, you're part of this. You fed us. You're in now. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, hybrid Theory, Linkin Park. <laughs> nice. Nice. Far superior to their current releases. Uh, uh, Zeppelin 4. Uh, are we talking? <laughs> oh, wow. Are, are these CDs or are these records? This was cassette. This was an eight-track okay. cassette that I asked my father to buy me. Okay, so my first any type of medium, Ozzy Osbourne's Bark at the Moon, and who the hell was it? It was really embarrassing. Was it El DeBarge? I think it was El DeBarge. Well, that's cool. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. Just because you can say it without any kind of complications. El DeBarge? Right? <laughs> oh, El DeBarge? El DeBarge. El DeBarge. any kind of medium of music. Celine Dion. Never mind. <laughs> Celine Dion, let's talk about love was the Man, first record I, at, I asked to be bought. I was that hateful friend. I remember being down at Stangle's house and seeing that he owned Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him, which everyone owned. But I remember grabbing up that cassette and being like, Really? <laughs> and we were kids. I, I took and he's like, I like it. I'm like, why? My you cousin, know? my cousin was, had that. My, I was the, the I was the uncool friend. My man. cousin had that tape, and I took a wiffle ball bat to it and launched it into the other my yard. My man, Just, see, boom, dude. I was I was like, this this cassette's terrible, and dude. I launched it into another yard. Mad respect. Let's see what uh, Paris said. Okay, so I have a first vinyl and I have a first CD. Is she first is this female? Is she a female yeah, or Paris male? Paris is a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paris blanket's is a girl. the boy. Well, you can never tell yeah. with Michael's voice, so I just right. wanted to... Oh, the, the boy's name's really Blanket. <laughs> he has another name, but I think his nickname was Blanket. Blanket. He, I think, uh, I think there, there's Prince Michael... Uh, and, and then, then Prince and then, Michael the second is yeah, blanket. which is blanket. Blanket. Uh, I always yeah. thought that was a joke. That's no, real. No, he called yeah, him. He, he, was, yeah, he, he called was, him blanket. Yeah. Okay, I'm upset again. Right. <laughs> what, what, what did Paris say? My first vinyl, which I'm very proud of, was Sergeant Pepper. <gasps> Ooh. Um, yeah. My first CD was the um, Lion King soundtrack. That's right. fine. The first That's time cool. You were starstruck. How old oh, is she? Is she, is she hot? about my age? I have no idea how old Paris is. Is she hot? She's I probably no, a I haven't little looked at her. Let me look her up. Hold on, I'll check it Let's out. Let's see if she's hot. Sorry, she sounds yeah. hot. And so we all just quickly have. <laughs> Par- have Paris I had to work Jackson. at my joke, man. Schwarzenegger's thing is "I'll be back." My thing is now. She, she sounds, sounds hot. hot. <laughs> you know, like, hey, I wanted to call in. Oh, she sounds hot. Hey, I think she is hot, actually. Is she hot? Yeah, she mm-hmm. looks pretty good there. Yeah. Oh, wait, let me get a higher Rev's picture. Oh, there. yeah. She's All of a sudden, we figured out that she's 17 and Rev looks super uh, creepy. Uh, no, it's cool. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know how old she is. Uh, she was just... born in 98. She's 19. So... 19 she's... Oh, you're in the clear, bro. Oh, she April is hot. She yeah, is. she almost turns 19. Yeah, Dude, she, she is. She is smoking. She's hot. That's what happens yeah. when you're 18. Her, I wouldn't kick her, her out of bed. Her facial features are a little hard. 
Hmm. Like so she is something. She doesn't look nineteen. Hmm. She she doesn't look nineteen. She looks forty to me. Like forty. She and, older. Yeah. Forty and getting off of blow. Um, <laughs> That's how I like my women. <laughs> that said, I'm alone and she's an easy target. I'm an easy target. That's a food fighter song. <laughs> Here's a younger looking picture of her. No, no, that's just upsetting. No, like yeah, no. He showed me a picture of her in a crib. Like, dude, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's the joy of radio is I can just make up lies. <laughs> I can just lie, man. Dude, it's always, I remember back in the day when I worked with Andy and Jody, I had a, Jody had a great laugh, like just, just booming laugh, right? So I grabbed it off of like one of our air checks, just grabbed the drop of her laughing, and I put it in my sound effect box. And whenever Andy would tell a story of like, <laughs> you dick, you like yeah, somebody died. <laughs> <laughs> and she would get so mad. Oh, wow. I could see her it's, getting pissed. You were just having her. You're like, yeah. Oh, she's like, stop it. That wasn't me laughing. And then he'd continue the story, and he'd be like, and 13 people died. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Steve. You're so evil. It was so That's why awful. you're good at your job, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's awesome. All right, let's go back to Paris. All right, first time you were starstruck. All right, first time you were starstruck. First time. Oh, gosh. Uh, this is going to sound weird. Uh, John Travolta, when Battlefield Earth came out, he was, he went to, uh, like, just did a big surprise at the convention that I go to every year, NorwestCon. And, like, this is just a little itty-bitty convention that's been around for forever, and he just shows up, and everyone just loses their ass, because he, he really needed to promote this movie. I was going to say, yeah, this is like, he, doing, like, really talking. And- uh, no, it, it was Battlefield Earth. So is that Barry Pepper was in Battlefield after. Earth. It's after. Okay, so he's a he's he's, he's a, yeah he's a name and he's come he's back. Redeemed himself. Yeah. Okay. And it but it was it was just like we're just like he's here. What is he doing here? This is amazing. Everyone's standing in line. I ended up grabbing a book of Battlefield Earth. Never read the thing. Got it signed by him, and it was just like nice. He couldn't I couldn't say two words to him. My friend uh, actually. This embar- movie sucks. It's so nice to meet you. It, it, it hadn't come out yet, so we didn't even I'm know what was going on. I'm never going to read this book, but sign it. And yeah, I got it signed for my mom, and I gave it to her because she liked books and she liked John Travolta. So I'm pretty sure that she was fine with it. Uh, and but it was one of those things where I couldn't muster up anything. But could you sign it for my mom, please? And it just was just, he friendly? And he, oh yeah, he was super oh, nice, super so cool. friendly. Uh, my buddy right before me got a handshake. He's like, uh, he's just like, can I just shake your hand? He's like, oh yeah, sure, no problem. Like just super cool. That's wow. cool. But I was just like completely Good for him, awestruck. Man, that's rad. I was just like, oh. all right, why? What about you? Uh, God, I have like seventy five thousand starstruck stories because I just luck out with that. But if I think back to like really weirdly starstruck and kind of acting like an idiot. Uh, having Taco Bell with Avenged Sevenfold was weird. Like, super, super weird. I don't know how, how did you end up having Taco Bell with them? <laughs> they were playing for, I think, the first time they ever came up to Seattle, and they were at Taco oh. Bell pre-show, and they saw me sitting there eating my Taco Bell before I was going to go down to the venue, and we sat and had a meal together, and it was that's very... Awesome. That's awesome. Very so that's picturing Wyatt like, uh, hey, Sinister Man, are you going to eat that taco? <laughs> yeah, just walking up. Oh, here you go, bro. Right, thanks, I'm picturing man. Wyatt at the, the show when they open up for Metallica at CenturyLink in the, in the summer at the front row. Remember when we had tacos? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah! Which, by the way, I'll see you guys at that show. I didn't think I was going to be able to swing that, but uh, one of my bandmates 
Bandmates is very cool. So no, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Rob, Rob surprised me with Metallica. Well, I, I don't forever. know. Uh, I, nice. I, have my, I have my fingers crossed. I'm going to get a pair of tickets, and if I do, Glenn's going to be my date. So. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, hot man yeah. date. I hey, came in here on a threesome? Bended, bended knee. Yeah. What's that? A threesome. Can we have a threesome? I was hoping for a foursome. All right, cool. Hey, Rev, you in on this? Uh, What's interesting is, is nowadays, a foursome is basically when you stand across a room and try and use the Jedi mind trick to make the person over there have an organism. It's called a foursome. <laughs> that was punny. That was quite a stretch. I'm Super sorry. Punny. I'm sorry. Stretch it really far. Then. Glenn, I'm curious. You're well, I Actually, oddly enough, I think the last cast I told, um, I've gotten to meet a lot of my heroes. I've even gotten to jam with a few of them. And the only time I really absolutely lost my ass was when I met Gary Larson that yeah, draws yeah, the far yeah, side. Yeah, 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 I came yeah. completely unglued. Uh, but I mean, I, I'd met Eddie a couple times, and yeah, I helped Jam with Jerry. Jam with Jerry. Um, yeah, I, I met, actually, one of the really cool ones, like Sean Kenny from Alice, who used to come by my house parties. He was at my wedding, and the first time I met Duff, it was really cool, it was backstage at the Showbox, and those guys were sort of on that ramp that you go down before you go upstairs, it was a Showbox Soto. And I'm walking up with Tawny, and Sean went, oh, man, that's Glenn. And uh, he's like, Duff, this is Glenn. Glenn's got it. And Duff was like, oh, man, Sean's told me so much about you. Blah. And that was how I met Duff McKagan. Wow. And I'm like, oh, man, well, that's great. I'm sure it's all greatly exaggerated or all the horror stories. And he laughed, and then he introduced me to his, his I don't think it was, he hadn't married the body yet. I think yeah. it was, but he was like, I mean, introduced me to his girlfriend. And it was very cool, but I just never forgot. Freaking Duff McKagan. That's how Sean Kinney introduced me to Duff McKagan. And I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm Glenn from Windowpane. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> <laughs> so I've had a lot of really cool and unique moments, but the only time I was starstruck and just came off the rails was when I met Gary Larson. That's so awesome. And I ran him out of Guitar Center, and I don't think he ever came back. <laughs> I remember, I think a lot of moments of being starstruck. I, one of them, first one to pop in mind, I remember seeing the drummer from Mother Love Bone, Greg Gilmore, over at Bandits, the bar. And this was just a couple of years ago, and I was too nervous to even say hi to him. Even oh, though I'm man. very was the nicest guy in yeah. the world, but I was just—I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to put my foot in my mouth. I'm just going to look at him from afar and text thrill. I'm at the same bar as the dude from Mother Love. You bone. should do like <laughs> like you got to do six year old playground thing. Like next time you feel that way, run up to the person, shove them, and run away giggling. Because <laughs> 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 that's how you flirt when you're six. You know? My first starstruck moment, and I love this story, and I don't care if I heard, if you heard it before because it's still great. We were waiting for my uncle to get off of a plane. He was coming back from Club Med. So we're outside. This is back when you can wait right at the at the door when they first get on, off the plane before nine eleven. You know, there was once a time where you could the good times. Yeah, you could yeah. go right up to that 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 gatekeeper and meet them and meet them. Yeah. So we're waiting for my uncle. There's a whole bunch of us, and who walks off of the plane? Billy freaking Joel. Now I'm a kid, but at, at the time, now this is before he became Anakin Skywalker. Right. This is he's still got hair. He's uptown girl. He's uh, living in Allentown. She took him out. She hollowed him out, dude. <laughs> took him and his hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dude, everything. Allentown and Uptown Girl, my jams as a kid. Like those are, I love those songs. Dude, right? honestly, uh, I've always wanted to do an acoustic version of Moving Out out of Drop. Yeah. Me. You know, just take the riff and go ba la da da. Yes. I, I, I mentioned I that at window pane. For Bruiser oh, dude, I mentioned <laughs> that at window pane rehearsal, and I just Sean just torpedoed me like just. You want to what? what what's wrong? Right? Get out! Get out! You know. Well, this time your drummer likes Billy Joel. Thanks, so man. I'm in. So as a kid, I'm like. Billy Joel. So I go run over to him. Mr. Joel, Mr. Joel. Mr. Joel, how's the divorce going? <laughs> All I wanted is like, I didn't even know what I was going to get out of this other than I was hoping like he'd be like, hey, what's up, kid? Give me a hug or something. You have I'm more so, hair on the poster on my wall. Right. And I'm like, Mr. Joel, Mr. Joel. And I'm not even kidding you without him missing a beat. Uh, he must have had a long flight. I don't know what was going on in his world. F you. 
Yep. <gasps> he no! Goes, he goes, hey, kid, F off. No, no, no way. Really? No way. And I'm looking up and like, Whoa. That's like destroying as a kid, oh. but it's really kind of awesome to hear as a story. Oh, man. <laughs> and I remember as I'm walking away with my tail between my legs and I'm like completely confused, there is a part of me that's like, Billy Joel just cursed at me. Yeah, Billy see, Joel right? just told me to go F myself. Yeah, that's great. And I remember my mother, like, how'd that go? I'm like, not well. <laughs> <laughs> not well. <laughs> I really thought you were kidding. No, no, Billy Joel told me to F off. Oh, that's terrible. First celebrity I ever met. F off, kid. Santa's not real. Just boom. <laughs> yeah, the Easter Bunny's your bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dude, that's tragic. One oh. of my favorite moments ever. I don't know if I want to cover uh, moving I, out now. I actually, now as an adult, and even back then, I think... I re- now as an adult, I think it's the greatest thing ever. Like, how do you not ever? I'm never gonna forget that story. I hope yeah. that mother effer has a heart attack, cause you were mean to Steve. <laughs> With a tear in his eye, he just walked away. It's a moment he always will remember. <laughs> <laughs> if that's who you think you are, but are we shocked? If that's what you're all about, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, he's no, for like... a guy that has a guitar pick that says "Don't take no s." Like that's like what he would have on his guitar. pick. Like, he just doesn't give a F about anyone, including nope. children. <laughs> That's just... Uh, I don't know. It's incredible, though. I'm blessed. I, mean, I want to turn it into a short story, like an animated children's book. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, little Stevie meets Billy Joel, you know? <laughs> and see if we can get it, you know, like, man, it actually went bestseller. Here's some money, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy's like, you think that's funny? I'm like, actually, I, I do, but my yeah, friend still great. doesn't. Yeah, he's crying. He's crying <laughs> about it. I get all Billy time. Joel to write the forward, and all it is is F off. <laughs> that F off, kid. Yes. Prologue, F off, kid. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> you jack. <laughs> wow, what a drag, man. Yeah, well, let's see what Paris' uh, starstruck moment is. First time was Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper? Mm-hmm. Yes. I got to meet him backstage. You told me to F off. And, like, I was sitting probably, like, this close. Like, where you were at was where he was at. And I was like, like, I was close to tears. Like, I, I, I started, like, <laughs> You're almost crying up. right like, now. Oh, my God. I'm crying thinking about it. Like First concert. First concert. Um. All right, first Ooh. concert, Rev. Uh, oh, I don't want to share. Oh this. gosh. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Like, are, are we talking like big, first concert ever? First concert ever that uh, a I, band I, performed at, uh, or a singer? MXPX wow. and ninety pound wuss at a church oh. in Tacoma. I love ninety pound. Well wuss. done. And it was hilarious because it was it was at a church because MXPX was pretty much a church band at that point. Yeah, like and they, ninety pound wuss were a Christian a Christian punk band. Yeah, but the the group but I was you with, tell. no, you could not. And it was hilarious because the group the group I was with was just like my my cousin and all of her like uh, super Jesus friends and. And so they were like, we're going to go to this concert. What was the label like Made in Mexico, I think, was like the big Christian label, I think. That okay, yeah, yeah. No idea. Okay. <laughs> I just remember going to this and I'm like, this. this is cool. And 90 Pound Wuss starts it off. And like the lead singer, they're they're pretty punked out. And he's wearing like a, a shirt that's got like, it's just a white t-shirt with like Sharpies that says, kill me and all this other stuff. I, was that Jeff Suffering was the singer? I, I don't like, know. Because 90 Pound Wuss and Roadside Monument then became one of my all-time favorite local bands called Raft of Dead Monkeys. And <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, fantastic band name. <laughs> that's great. That, that's just great. They have a song it's called Two Year Lease where the line is, you're not the only whore in town, but you're the best F around. And they were... That's great. There's a great documentary about them that talks about... Wow. This weird, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, uh, this no. This weird dynamic of them being a, in the Christian rock community because they were from Christian rock bands, but the lyrical content, they were more of an art project about 
rebelling against Christian uh, Catholicism and yeah. even though they were a Christian rock band in a weird way or not I don't know but so like they were confusing their fans and that was what happened <laughs> much because, like Linkin Park yeah, yeah. 90 Pound Wuss was out there playing and everybody that the group I was with was like we don't like these guys and I was like these guys are amazing they're just all <laughs> over the place their, their energy was insane and uh, then MXPS comes on and it's like it was super fun and it was a good concert uh, considering it was like one of the first it was the first one I'd been at uh, but it just was it struck me and it was just like I can't believe I'm seeing this band like 90 pound wuss in a church yeah and and everyone just doesn't know what to do like everyone is so confused I'm yeah. like, oh, this is, and this the is Jeff righteous. guy was a part of if it's the same guy then they started the paradox. He helped start the paradox in the U district, and that had like uh, yeah. the Vera Project was a part of it for a minute. Oh wow! And yeah. it was also part of uh, the the one of those those churches. Uh, the what was like the the, the hipster church? Um, he's no longer a part of it, but it was like Scientology. No, like Mars Hill <laughs> or like Casey First Casey Hill, something. Mars Hill. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was like Mar, yeah, like Mars Hill. I heard or Mars Hill's th- a little. I think that I was thought they were the ones that had to get out of here. Like they, like had they to send like, hot chicks out to rec- recruit, and then it's kind of a. I've heard weird I, things about Mars Hill. If I'm, I could be wrong about that, but I think that was like he was a part of that That's when it crazy. was when it wasn't like yeah. when it didn't get weird, and then eventually it got weird, and he wasn't. But actually, I found the the Raft of Dead Monkey song I was talking about. <laughs> I was actually hoping for the Adele scream. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Oh, it's so good. It reminds me of like Butthole Surfers. Yeah. And their live show was insane. They learned a lot from 90 Pound Wilson. <laughs> Kind of shudder to think right there. Yeah. Remember shudder to yes. think? Yes. Yeah, you had to take Dramamine just to listen to that record. <laughs> I like this. Oh, dude. I like this. A I lot. like this. This record, I'll have to burn a copy. Hook a brother up. Yeah. Well, and I love how bad the drums are mixed. So this is why I should never produce albums. I think the best drum sound ever is when your cymbals sound like static and your uh, kick drum sounds like cardboard. I love that sound. I love that We sound. know why it's not producing Bruce or Birdie there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, he is. There's something I love about the, the Just so he can tell us all, stuff. get out! You know, kick us out so we can actually get some work done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just love that very garage raw sound that yeah. you can get out of really crappy drums. What was the name of the Shutter to Think single? Oh my god. Pull back the road that goes so that the others will know. Yeah, I don't know the name. It was so cool, and I bought the record and I was like, whoa. And it was like dissonant noise art, and every once in a while it would be amazingly catchy. Here's the best part. Sponge of them. <laughs> the one note guitar solo. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. a fan. Oh, the Wax Static record from Sponge is another gem. God, I love that gem. album. I don't even care. I love that album. Oh, it's man. killer. Dude, oh, okay, I'm okay, with okay, you. Okay, no, okay. I said it's a gem. Wax Static is amazing. Yeah, I agree. Dude. 
I have their two albums after that, too. Oh, I got, uh, what was it, uh, Sweet 16 or 16 Can? What was the one uh, after that? Uh, no, it was Rotting Pinata. Rotting Pinata had. And then Wax Wax Static. Static. And I have the third one. I don't remember the name of it. And then it was the man. Uh, it was the one. The third one was the one with the candy corn on the cover. No, that was the uh, that was the uh, rotting pinata. That was the first. One. Oh, you're right. Uh, well, I have the one that has sixteen candles. Yeah, that was that was, that that was the third record. I have that. That was the first one. No, that's on last. Really? Yeah, Wax Static was their second album. No, I know, I know that rotting pinata was the first record. Yeah. But I'm blurring. It uh, had Molly, which was sixteen candles, yeah. and it had. Uh, uh, for me. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a big single. I love um, that Y and I are jamming out as you guys are arguing about yeah, fun. Yeah, well, I don't think we're arguing. I think he's trying to help me guys. figure out. Yeah. Anyone out there trying to listen to this song? Sorry. Would oh, you like really. to discuss? Uh, well, let's talk about algebra. What do you think, Red? <laughs> A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yeah. Why is it that I feel like Rev is one of those guys who can name the first, like, 50 digits of pi? Oh, no. I don't put that much work into that stuff. <laughs> we just eat pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. That wasn't a sex joke, Steve. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> bicycle <laughs> bicycle <laughs> selfie guy. <laughs> you couldn't see the danger on the horizon with that coming at you. Yeah. We all love banana cream pie, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love banana cream pie? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's do a couple voicemails, and then we'll roll on out of here. Uh, <laughs> here's one voicemail. Hey, Steve. Uh, Rev. Hi. You oh, and battery's running low on my computer. <laughs> uh, serious topic right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so the last couple months, my girl has been staying out a little bit later than generally she does. And um, the, the first time this happened, uh, I caught her just going out to the bar and doing her own thing, which I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure she's not cheating on me. Uh, but at this point, <clears throat> we're getting a little little questionable. Uh, we had a huge fight the first time when I caught her. Uh, it came up the second time. Happened twice. I almost broke up with her. Huge fight. All that jazz. Um, and if I said if I, if I ever caught her again, it'd be the end of everything. I hesitated on calling Mavecast about this stuff because I felt like I could handle it, you know, like a man. Uh, but it happened again. Uh, so, so I'm going through a tough time right now. Uh, I need your guys' help. I just don't know what to do. I've had my own faults. I've been verbally abusive, but I don't feel like it's to the point that she should just go out and be with other guys. Verbally abusive meaning I'm just calling her out on it, just telling her how wrong that is. Um, 
I, I'm sure you'll get the whole story at some point from me at some point. Uh, but I just really need some guidance because I'm struggling. Love the podcast. Love you, Steve. Love you, Glenn. PB, never call you that again. All right, buddy. <laughs> Love you, Rev. <laughs> okay, Stay positive. Oh, yeah, thanks, Steve. I figured it out. I didn't. Yeah, way to go, dude. Peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I grabbed his number. Um, I thought maybe I, I didn't know if this was the first email. I knew I, I knew it was a longer email, and uh, I heard some of the voicemail. I'm like, gosh, it sounds like something we should talk to the guy. Can we get him on the phone? We could try, and if not, we'll just give. Like, obviously, we all heard what we heard. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the one part that stuck out, like, don't ever say I didn't want to talk to you because I want to handle it like a man. Like, reaching out to your friends, yeah. and le- reaching out to people for help is not unmanly. Yeah. And that's all I got to say about and that. It, man, it's one of those things, man. I mean, um. Well, and it's interesting, brother, listening to you talk. Well, let's see if we can get you on the phone. Yeah, let's see yeah. if I can get him up here. Oh, hello. That's a and sorry for all, I mean, we got a crap ton of voicemails. Obviously, we won't be able to get to them all this week, but we'll try next week, and if not, the week after. We'll... Next week, I'll try and shut up, because I think there's still one more Hawaii thing. <laughs> I think we did, covered it all. Did we get to it all? We never heard Paris's answer also to the first concert, <laughs> and mine was Motley Crue. Oh, mine was we David Lee Roth. Get, we never even got to you guys. We talked about mine. We, we didn't never, get to mine. I escaped. Oh, no, you didn't. He hasn't answered yet. Please answer the phone. No, 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 no dude. You, you guys will never let me live it down. Ever. Yeah, we will. I just answer. told you I was at Britney Spears, for God's sake. Avril Lavigne, Simple Plan, and Gob. <laughs> That's gob. cool. All right, man. How old were you? Like Please nine. leave your message. Oh, yeah, it. dude. Oh, we'll beep, oh, we'll beep yeah, that. Yep. Do we leave it? Hey, brother, it's just us from the Mixcast. We were just trying to get a hold of what you. Up, we, man? we heard your voicemail. Um, yeah, we were calling to chat, bro. Yeah, what we're was... just going to call and chat. We can try calling you back in a second. That's well, your that's computer, my, my computer's uh, at 4%. Oh, sorry about Steve's computer. <laughs> sorry. Um, he used you know, it up with Adele. We won't waste out your voicemail. We'll try yeah, calling you will. back in a second. And if you don't answer, that's cool. And we'll just we'll, we'll share our opinion of your voicemail on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Much love, though, brother. Yeah, we love you, bro. Love you. All right, so should we try calling him right back like a second? Yeah, after girl? you mute your computer like an adult, what's wrong with you? Man? <laughs> I, can't, I can't mute it when I want to do this. <laughs> Let's probably call you at work in the middle of a very personal crisis. <laughs> I wonder if that Adele sound effect is going to mess with the dialing because I was dialing as I was doing it. I hope so. I hope it calls a mosquito. I just love that. A mosquito. <laughs> they have phones now, too. I had 100% on my computer when we started. I'm at 4% now. 85% of that was Adele. <laughs> she, she lost a little weight there, The other 15 was uh, our buddies in Jericho Hill, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, you took it. That was a weight joke you slid in there. Yeah, you're the one who made it. Yeah, just going after the speed bag. Just <laughs> <laughs> she lost blood Please already. your message. I like it when you make that noise with your tongue. <laughs> So does my wife. <laughs> All right, sorry. Let, let's let's address what he said. Yeah, and Glenn. Well, it, so that's the thing, man. Is I, I listen to you talk, and but here's what some of what I caught, and I'm I'm piecing this together. And man, I can really, and I'm not gonna, you know, I can really relate to a lot of what you're saying. And, and I don't know if you guys go out together and party a lot, and then she goes out and parties without you, and that bums you out. I don't know what's going on there, but I mean, I've, I've been in relationships and in situations where I, I really can kind of relate to some of what you're saying, but. It wasn't clear. You said that she's going out and just hitting the bars without you. But you did say that you don't think she's fooling around on you, but then you said that she's out drinking and hanging out with other guys. Yeah. So it's a little blurry, brother. Um, 
if the thing is you don't like her going out and partying without you, um, you know, it's one of those things where you want her to have a life and a life outside of you, and then their trust. It all comes back to trust, man. And when trust gets shaky, whoo, my goodness, uh, trust is paramount. And when trust gets shaky, that's just a dark, ugly road, brother. And then repairing it. Um, but I, I guess for me, I want to be. Do you think she's fooling around on you? Do you think she's headed that way? You say you've confronted her like, hey, don't be going out and bouncing around bars without me. And the lady, you said, you know, she's out drinking with other guys, just doing her thing. And you said she's done it multiple times now. So, it, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, hold up the, the cue card and be like, brother, open the eyes and look. But, you know, it sounds like in your heart you think you're cheating on her, but you haven't caught her or maybe you're not willing to say, dude, she's out drinking with other dudes and I'm pretty sure she's fooling around. You need someone to admit to that. Yeah, you're not ready to tell yourself that. It's it's from your message, man. All I can really tell is that you're upset and confused and maybe trying to figure some things out. But I would say if it's a matter of her going out and partying without you, uh, if you're not okay with that, then that comes back to trust. And then that comes back to compromise that you guys have to reach together. Like, hey, it's okay if you go out with your girlfriends and party. Just don't do it every night. Or, you know what I mean? It's going to come to compromise and communication. Um, the other side of it is it, it sounds like you've got an itch there and you said it another way. You said she's out drinking and doing her own thing with these other guys. <clears throat> you know, that again, obviously, is right at the core of trust. And it sounds like you don't 100% trust that she's not cheating on you. Um, all that's going to come right back to how long have you been together? Um, do you own a house together? You just share an apartment together? What's going to be involved if you go ahead and, and cut this limb off? And it'll feel like cutting a limb off because you wouldn't even be calling us if you weren't in love with her, bro. Yeah, we can I hear mean, the pain Obviously, your you're troubled. Totally, um, totally. But sometimes it's not until after you cut the cancer out that you can look at it clearly and go, oh, my God, there was so much damage and pain and you can't see it until you're on the other side of that moment where you draw that line in the sand and say enough and then you can see on the backside just how poisonous something really was and i'm, I'm going through that in a couple different ways in my own life right now man so uh, you know not with my marriage or, or any of my friendships but just some situations with us and yeah it's steven <laughs> rev but um you know just hearing you say all that um it really struck a chord close to home to me. Like I said, no, not with me and my wife or me and my bandmates or anything of that nature. Just some things I'm dealing with. This is about relationships. It's about it relationships. That's wives, right. That's right. Friends, coworkers. It's about relationships. It, it's man living in pain for the sake of love is something that a lot of us do. Maybe for the sake of comfort, maybe for the sake of fooling yourself. Like it's, it's easy, easier to stay in a bad relationship Fear. than to end one. Um, what if you make the wrong move and she's not really doing anything wrong and you've let your, you know, your psyche get the best of you? It sounds to me like there's a lot of communication that needs to happen. And then if she's one of these people that you can't communicate with, like the minute you try and talk to her, even if you talk to her calmly, you say you're being verbally abusive. No, it sounds to me like you had a fight with her because she was at a bar. So don't be so hard on yourself if you're like, you know, what the hell are you doing? Why would you do this? Where did you? That's just two people having a fight. Verbally abusive is you're an ugly fat pig. You disgust me. Hey, I can't be stand nice to over there. Yeah, I know. You're right looking at us. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, no, we, ate, we ate dicks, and it's not our fault. I'm not the one Quiet. that PB'd, bro. Hey. But, uh, <laughs> Damn it. But anyway, I, that's it. It sounds like you have a lot of reflection to do, bro. If you want things to work with this girl, you've got to try and communicate with her, and you've got to try and build a foundation of trust. And if she's just going out and partying because she needs to blow off steam then maybe that's something you got to be cool with. But if she's going out and partying and hanging out with guys and spending all that time out there and hiding that from you, then that's an ugliness that, again, you're going to need to address. And, um, you know, we're here, man. We're here to talk to you as long as you want off the air, bro, um, whatever it takes to help you out. But this is a, t a tough situation, but start by 
really opening a dialogue with her because it sounds like there's no trust. And the minute trust is gone, everything else is just... Everything falls apart. It's mm-hmm. a bag of mm-hmm. knives that you just keep shoving your hand into, brother. So you got to examine repairing the trust or whether it can even be repaired or whether it's maybe even time to move on. And I know that might be scary and harsh. And man, the one thing I would say, and I've told this to my wife, I don't really keep anything from my wife, but regarding love, people say you get over it. I don't believe that. I, I still love every woman I've ever been in love with. I will love them until I die, the day I die. Now that love changes. It becomes something different, but love never fades. So this is going to be something that if you do leave her, you'll have to carry it. But what I would tell you is not that it would fade or to give it time. It's always going to be there, but it, it will change. It will become something different. And if you're really lucky, you'll look back and you'll remember the good times that you had with that person over the bad times. And you'll know that you got out of a poisonous, poisonous situation and you'll learn and grow from it, man. Because there are, there are beautiful and incredible and intelligent and smart and inspiring women everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere, man. So... If you're in a place where all you're feeling is pain and mistrust, it might be time to examine finding, you know, you could find the woman of your dreams at the Burger King drive through but you won't be able to meet her. Her name's Shelly. She's... Yeah. <laughs> Ask for the shake. She's got the, the shake. Ask for the yeah. shake. The she's, chocolate she's, shake. She's not the only whore in town, but she's the F- best ever. around. best around, yeah. <laughs> to your lease on But that's what I'm saying is, is don't miss out on a bright future for the sake of keeping your face down in the pain. That's great. Um... And I, I, I would. Um, That's. I'll leave it there, man. I could really go on for a while. No, I'll, I think I'll leave that was there, yeah, Anything that I would good, say. Yeah. I go a lot of what you said. Um, one thing I might. I say that it might be a little harsh, but uh, there's no harm in telling her I don't like what you're doing, and if you want to continue to do that, that's fine. But I can't be with you. Yeah. And it's not an ultimatum. It's. It's. It's about. This is not. This is out of my comfort zone. I'm never going to be comfortable with you going out and drinking with dudes. And if you continue to do it, and that's your choice. There's going to be someone in your life that you're going to find that can be okay with that. I'm not that guy. And then remember that. Well, and, and she might play that card and say, well, you're controlling me. You're like a no. prison warden. You won't let me live my I'm, life. I'm giving you the option to leave. Th- yeah. And that's the thing there's, is there's she's no going to make you feel like you're the one causing the problem, but she's doing something that's making you uncomfortable. So if she's not willing to change and for you, on brother, her. And that's on it her. doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you have control. You, oh, you're just trying to control me. You don't want me to live. That doesn't sound like what I'm hearing. No. It sounds like she's doing something, as Steve said, that's making you uncomfortable. And, so and, don't and, let her play that right. game with you, bro. And it's not like you're going to use, don't use that line like, I like lasagna on Wednesdays, and if you don't do it, that's cool. I'm going to leave. Like, I'm talking, this is like a serious thing. And, and, and if this doesn't make you happy, you can move on. And like Glenn said, I mean, I... I don't necessarily love some of the girls I was once in love with, but that's me. Um, but it fades and changes. I don't it becomes regret something a single girlfriend I've ever had in my life, even if they broke my heart, because what they did is teach me what I don't want and teach me that I got to bring up my standards. Yeah. And each girlfriend I've had, I feel, has been better than the last. And, and maybe, and for, maybe and, even and because you're better. Because I, you're oh, better. Yes, hundred percent. I've changed like, the way I think. I love Tawny in a way that I've never loved any woman that ever came before her. And that's why I can comfortably say, oh, yeah, I still love those girls. Yeah. But that love is a very different I thing. I love Lamp. You know, I love Lamp as well. I love Carpet. Um, hmm? But it's, it's different. It evolves. Steve, you're just looking you at know, things in the room. If you, you, it's kind of like levels on a video game, man. You get your ass beat on level two, you get up to level three, and you learn skill jumping in level two, and that's why you can continue level three, and I hate video games with skill jumping. But <laughs> F Contra. You don't like Pitfall? <laughs> oh, God. I love jumping on that alligator's head. <laughs> Rev, you got anything you want to add? Uh, I think you just nailed it there. I, I, I always think that ultimatums are, are the, the, the last 
last mark of kind of the end at that point. So I never want to put those out there. But I think you put it in a good way, Steve, because it's it's not an ultimatum at that point. It's this is how I feel about this. And if you're going to continue to do that, it's just going to deteriorate everything yeah, even if more. You really, if it means so much to you to get drunk with other dudes, I'm not telling you you can't. I'm just telling you I can't be in a relationship yeah. with you. Yeah, it, it's the it's yeah the 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 whole you must stop this. You, that that doesn't going, work. It never no, works. It work, it's man. just not going to work. Well, love, a good, strong relationship is built on compromise, and you got to meet each yep. other 50-50. And, you know, in my relationship, uh, there were a lot of things, especially when Tony and I first got together, there were a lot of things that really upset her. Mm-hmm. And I had, to, I had to train myself. I had to change those behaviors. And even over the years, I've had to examine my behavior, train and govern myself to behave differently because I know it has a negative effect on her. And that's what a relationship is mm-hmm. and it has to be a two-way street that other person needs to meet you if they're doing things that upset you they need to be willing to change as well if it's not a two-way street that's just as broken yeah so if she's out partying with the girls and stuff and getting too hammered that's a little different conversation than if she's out drinking with guys intentionally just hang out with guys yeah. obviously they're gonna be guys probably at a bar that's fine but like if you're going out solely to meet and get drunk with dudes I would ask her like in a, in a very calm way and ask her like hey I'm, I'm asking you because I'd love to hear without getting defensive on either end why do you need to go out and get drunk with dudes yeah and and maybe there's a reason behind it maybe there's something that he's doing I'm not trying to put the blame on him but maybe there's something he's doing or that she perceives he's doing that this is her way of responding to that action and, mm-hmm. and man mm-hmm. if she's the type of girl that We'll go on the defensive as soon as anything's like be very careful about your tone of voice, try not to raise your voice. And then there's there's just little subtle things you can do. Like instead of saying, You always say, oh, you yeah. know, it yeah. feels like or you always do, it seems like from my point of view, it seems like you it, it's and a balancing way, act. That man. way you're not Co- you attacking her. Yeah. You're not yeah. attacking her. So when you say, you know, Rev, you always wear a blue shirt, that's an attack. Whereas Rev, it, it feels like, and I mean I could be wrong, it just seems no, like yeah, you yeah, always wear a blue shirt. I've got two shirts. But what I'm saying is blue. if she's gonna go on the defensive and you want to try and work this out, try and go into this with the mindset you need to be very careful of your verbiage so that you don't put her on the defensive, which usually the defensive becomes the attack. And now she's telling you all the reasons why this is your fault. And I wouldn't go for that, man. Don't let yourself, don't let that happen to you, dude. Um, Wyatt, please, brother, chime in on this. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, uh, I think that you Wyatt really... right now said give her to her doggy style. So, okay. no, fix it. <laughs> no, that would be no, the greatest no, answer uh, ever. I, I think, I think. Put it in her <laughs> Glenn did. <laughs> Put it in her no. Now, wait a minute. Do you have to beep that, Rev? I can't even keep up with this guy. I don't know. I don't even Glenn, know. I don't even know. <laughs> Glenn probably not, probably do. I don't know. Phenomenal job of summing that up. And I will say, uh, if it's a toxic situation, get out, bro. Yeah, like, he's not uh, wrong. Uh, uh, honestly, yeah. um, I have wasted years upon years upon years of my life in situations that were incredibly toxic. And why? Because I was old. Yeah, right. <laughs> because I was afraid to. Leave. I was afraid to be my it's own easier person. To stay. It's yeah, easier uh, to stay. Who else is going to love me? Who else is oh, going to put a, up with that's me? That's a woman trained you to feel that and way. And you and I that have, she have, you, have had those struggles from time yeah. to time. Who else is going to love me? Who else is going to put up with me? Who else, you know, I, I love her for her faults. I mean, I have been the dude who sat up waiting 
knowing that my significant other was in bed with another dude. I have been that guy. I have too. Don't. That's how Wyatt and I met. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sorry. And it's all water under the bridge now. It is. Um, but don't, Many don't, years. don't be that dude because I regret being that dude and I understand being in that situation and I understand that toxic, volatile anger that goes with how passionately you love someone. But brother, it's it is never a situation where you should just let that be your reality. Yeah. Because toxic people tend to be attracted to toxic people. Don't let yourself become toxic due to a toxic situation. Because that's how you end up bringing that with you in, in the future. Don't be afraid to start again. It is never too late to begin again. Man, love and marriage can be full of challenges. And, um, and that's the reality of it. And if you're in love... You know, my marriage isn't perfect. Tony and I have some very serious challenges. That said, I'm in love with her, and I know that she's in love with me, yeah. so we will work these things well, out. You're willing to turn And we, we've worked out many, and we're going to work out more, and that's the reality of my marriage. Um, and it's wonderful, and it's beautiful, and I love my wife, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the point being, like, you... I think I lost my point in saying that. Um, like Wyatt was saying, getting out of a toxic situation. Uh, here's the thing. Life, that's where, what I wanted to say. Life is too short to spend it living in pain. Whether it's for the love or job or religion or whatever it is, man. Trust me, life, guy, life goes by fast and it can end any minute. Um, don't spend it in pain. Don't spend it in a toxic situation, man. If you love this girl, try and communicate with her. Try and rebuild the trust. If you don't feel you can do that, it's going to hurt like hell. But cut off that appendage and move on so that you can... Don't live in pain, bro. It's funny, bad relationships. Don't live in pain. Is, that's what I was trying to get to when I said that earlier. I mean, I was trying to explain that's, why that's true. it's worth it to stay in something if it's worth it to stay in something, which is why I brought up my own marriage, because that to me is obvious. But if that's not where you're at, don't live in pain. What? You know, don't do that, dude. It's funny you say about the like being sure, because that really, like, bad relationships is what gave me my most hypocritical but mantra that I forever will live by, and that life is really short, but it's also really long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it can be. So do you want to re- live the rest of your life, which is a short term when you think about it, but also every day goes by very slowly when you're miserable. And do you want to spend right. the rest of your yeah. life with somebody that you're constantly questioning, that you're constantly wondering what they're doing at night, that when they get home, are you smelling them to smell some dude on them? I yeah, mean, that dude. sounds awful to yeah. say, but, you know, life is way too you long to, you to gotta, put yourself through that. you got to examine whether or not it's worth it. Um, you know what I mean? Like I said, any relationship, any marriage is going to have its challenges and problems. That's just part of the deal. It's two people, man. But if if you're in a poisonous situation, um, really examine what you want and what's going to be best for you. And I know, oh, dude, if I leave her, what's she going to do? So many guys end up in that trap. If I leave her, what will she do? If I leave her, where will she live? God, if I leave her, she's going to have to move back in with her parents. Brother. Or I can't stand the thought of her being with another man. Oh, I can't stand yeah. the thought of being with another man. I can't stand the thought of hurting her. If I leave her, it'll crush her, yeah. even if she runs to the arms of another man. There's all those reasons that men have to stay in bad relationships, and the one that they never pay attention to is, what do I need? You know, and I think society trains you, well, I'm supposed to be a man. Yeah, you said it in your call, dude. I'm supposed to be a man. I'm supposed to be tough. I'm supposed to be handling this. Brother, you are a human being, and at the end of the day, you've got to look out for what your soul needs most. Uh, you have to look out for what your heart needs most. And you might tear yourself apart leaving her, but brother, it'll be worth it if if all this is bringing you pain. And um, start with trying to communicate with her, really try and communicate with her and try and find, figure, you need to figure this out. You got to figure out what you want and then you got to make the move, brother. 
And if you do cut that off, always remember that as you move forward into future situations, do not project past yeah, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. it is so right. situations because you I you can't torture somebody oh, yeah. else for what and, someone else did. To and you. I have been horribly guilty of that in the past. I and have been too. Th- that is a flaw that I'm awful at. When um, Tony and I first got together, my trust was so. Oh, I was such Same. a mess. I'm so Same. glad she didn't leave me, bro. I'm so yeah. lucky that Tawny didn't move on because I was literally abusing her for the way I'd been abused in previous relationships. Exactly. And that's I remember my a wife point blank forever. after a while, after several for months me of me going mental, her being like, I don't know what happened in your past relationships, but I am not that person. Boom. And yeah. don't treat me like that. And I was like, oh, light bulb. That's yeah. Way yeah. wide. And now look, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're married and you're in a, you know. <laughs> yeah. You wound, you wound up where I wound up. I mean, and and you, like you, there's still hurdles and I'm not perfect. That's and, a marriage. And, and you yeah. know what? I keep trying to strive to be a better person every day. And sometimes I fall yeah. on my face because <laughs> I didn't realize the brakes were on the pedals. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I bring it up is just that, I mean, that's the hardest lesson f- that I've had to learn probably in my life. And I still struggle with that and so you know if i can give two words to the wise man like he's really that's very smart yeah Yeah. don't bring that but we love you brother and and hopefully that helps and uh this is a terrible segue but why thank you for all the dicks that was (laughs) of course (laughs) man (laughs) honestly that was right i I didn't you know that made my day i wondered driving in if he was going to show up yeah i know and when he came in it was like yeah it was Christmas. I would play the glorious drop, but my machine, my computer, has already turned <laughs> off. <laughs> so have we figured out if we need to bleep the put it in or... Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, don't bring yeah. it back up. Well, I figured that's <laughs> already been bleeped. last word. Put oh. it somewhere. <laughs> put, it, put it in the no-go zone. I missed you guys. It's missed great you. to be back. Oh, yeah, so right? nice. And hopefully we'll see a bunch of you on Saturday, the 25th. Yes. This upcoming Saturday at Virtual Sports in Tukwila. It starts at 3 o'clock. At least, from, at least we'll be there till 5, but maybe even longer than that. Free laser tag, free dodgeball, and free virtual gaming. Our show, the MIGS cast, also the Mega cast, and the Ted Smith, Cobb, and Matt, a.k.a. the podcast. So all three podcasts will be partying, and it's going to be a blast. So we hope to see you there. Otherwise, anything big coming up, Glenn? You got a show? Uh, April 8th, I'm Acoustic at Slims. April 14th, I'm playing. Oh, that's right. Wyatt and I both, April 8th. Acoustic at Slims, Last Chance in Seattle. Uh, The 14th, I'm with the Guessing Game again with the Blues Trio, which is my birthday. The music's... I'm sorry, Rev. That's okay. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. Rev's like, just shut him up. (laughs) Um, April 14th, which is the night before my birthday, I'll be playing Jazz Bones in Tacoma with the Guessing Game and Baby and the Nobodies. Um, and then, uh, oh, this coming Sunday, the Blues Trio is playing at Lawless Harley Davidson featuring Parker Lundgren of Queensryche. Nice. That's a midday show at Lawless Harley Davidson this coming Sunday. Where's what neighborhood that? I think of? that's down in Renton. Oh, I, think it's I was Renton. hoping it was closer to the studio so I could be like, I'm tired of singing. Yeah, I'm going to pop like a midday over for th- 30. I think they're in Renton. It's Lawless <laughs> Harley Davidson. I think it's in Renton. Okay. I'm um, sorry I'm bad that way. Um, and yeah, that's what's up. And then, you know, we're going to be announcing, but we gave the Migs cast listeners the one up on uh, windowpane Wyatt only uh, Van Apps Kiss the Gunner's Daughter and Mock Society awesome. at Showbox Market June 3rd Hell so that'll yeah. that'll be official in about 10 more days guys but you heard it here first on the Migs cast and next week on the Migs cast we're gonna have our friend return Ronald McFondle Josh Black <laughs> and Eddie Van Glam two yeah. great wrestlers in the Northwest scene that movie you have to hit it again <laughs> Yeah, the third. That this is a first or a third. It's a third. Uh, <laughs> they are finally able to release that movie, yeah. Body Slam: The Revenge of the Banana, and guess who 
is backing the film and distributing the movie. Mor- Morgan Spurlock. What? What? From Super Size Me. He <laughs> saw the crazy. movie. Really? And That's now, killer. And now it's his, he bought it and is now distributing it. Oh, so, wow. Tuesday, it comes out on iTunes. It's called Body Slam, Revenge of the Banana. I'm trying to get a... I think I'll have a screener for all of us to watch before the interview. Sweet. I'll, send, I'll send you a link when yeah. I get it. But uh, yeah, so we'll have Eddie Van Glam and also Ronald McFonald, Josh Black. They're the stars of the movie, amongst many others, about the underground Seattle music scene, a bunch of outcasts, creator wrestling uh, federation and the movie is all about the trials and tribulations of their experience so i can't wait to see this that's oh, great i'm so excited for them and i can't believe they got morgan spurlock to be a part of it so next week we'll have them on also wwe superstar baron corbin will be joining us nice and quite possibly chris jericho what i don't know but it's gonna be a lot of wrestling and stay positive <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law